Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the WIP Morning Show on a Friday morning in the Delaware Valley. Rhea, do you remember? That's how I used to start All the, the time, show. yes. Do you, you did. know why I stopped doing it? Because it was killing your voice? No, well, that was half it. I actually ended up having to go to a speech therapist. Yes. Clearly, it didn't work. No. Uh, but then, I don't know, one day I happened to have the radio on, and I heard Christopher Russo start making the mad dog with that. Yeah. He's like, Good afternoon, everybody. And I went, well, it sounds like I ripped it off, which I didn't. <laughs> yeah. But I went, you know what? It's killing my voice. Uh, that's over. I'm not doing it. But somebody yesterday emailed me and said, come on, your last show. Start the <laughs> way you used to. All right, John Johnson did. Al will be joining us a little later. He had a late hockey game last night, mm-hmm. but he will be joining us. And uh, hopefully we will give you a send-off show that that is worthy of all the loyalty you are given to us. I do have a little speech I'm going to give at the end, Rhea. Because yes. Jim Gardner gave the most eloquent one I've ever seen a couple of months ago. And I said, well, I guess you have to do that now. You're going to handle your part, yes. yours. And Al will have an opportunity to give what I'm sure will be a very emotional speech himself. No. Angela, exactly. real quick, I just want to mention <laughs> what? that we will be live on Facebook. We're Angela, live on Facebook. For the final segment. So if anybody wants to be able to tune in and see... That's your opportunity. See your mug. All right. This is the more intimate goodbye show. We have all the people that came in yesterday. Thank all of you guys for the great job you did for us. Today, we're going to look back at our own 33 years, but we are never, you will never hear a show that I'm involved in that does not deal with the news of the debt. And there's a lot of it, and it's frustrating as hell. I just did an interview with KYW, one of our great interns, Dave Uram, and, and he basically said, uh, you know, I, what are you going to do differently? It's the last one. And I went, I'm not going to do anything differently. You know why? <laughs> why? Because I'm angry. I, the very last day, after 33 years, Johnson, yeah. I'm livid. Really? Yeah. I My distaste for Jonathan Gannon, all right? My dislike of this man multiplied yesterday. (laughs) First of all, I'm a big justice guy, Mm -hmm. right? I believe in justice. And the injustice of Jonathan Gannon dropping that turd on the city of Philadelphia in the biggest moment of the season and then getting a promotion. Getting rewarded. That is not justice. Rhea, is that justice? Absolutely not. And I got to tell you, I, it is now Thursday. I got a flood. Man, I got. I, I haven't gotten all your emails yet. It's gotten out of control. 
But, you know, I, I take them all at RadioMan610 at gmail.com, and I will continue to do it well after my retirement later today. But the people in this city are hurting bad. You know who's not hurting? Uh, let me take a guess. Uh, Jonathan? Jonathan Gannon. This here, I want to play this a few times today because there are a lot of people, including a lot of the hosts at this city, that are defending him, mm-hmm. that are finding other targets. Well, guess what? This guy is well over the biggest failure of his career and one of the biggest epic fails in the history of Philadelphia sports. He's, he got over it, Johnson. He sure did. You know he got over it? That's what I hear. Uh, if you don't believe me, yesterday at his news conference, he's handling it. Obviously, I have a lot of energy and, and emotion that went into the game and then losing that game and then uh, staying the night here, not knowing I was going to stay the night and interview for a head coaching job. But uh, you take everything in stride and you do the best that you can. And uh, I'll say that it was a fun 48 hours. I'll say that because uh, I enjoyed myself. Oh, a fun 48 hours for him. God, he angers me. Hold on a minute. I, I, I have not had any fun this week. Have you, Rhea? Uh, no, I haven't. Is it a fun 48 hours for the guy mm-hmm. who gave up? Touchdown. 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 And what would have been a yes. touchdown, but it was favorable for them to slide down at the one and then the game-winning field You want to know why he was having fun? Why? Because he knew he was getting the job and it didn't matter now, what he did. this guy, you. you people out there, all of you who have defended this man, shame on you. This is my last show. I'm still doing it, Go Johnson. Go all in. Do it. Shame, shame, shame. That horse's ass has moved on and had a fun 48 hours while we sifted do- through the debris of his failure. Oh, that was nice there. Sifted through the debris of his abject failure. He didn't seem very <laughs> upset about it. <laughs> no, he seemed to be handling He's surprisingly pleased. well. Meanwhile, just because they didn't feel your intelligence was insulted enough by that moron, you're going to get some more insults from your head coach, Nick Sirianni. Aha! You got to hear this, Rhea. Remember, second half, touchdown, 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 touchdown. All right, call it what it is. All four times right down the field. Wide open receivers everywhere. No resistance. Here's Nick Sirianni explaining how tough it is to play defense. Listen, there's going to be things like you can't stop every play every time. You just can't. And But you guys got beat on it early in the year. Yeah, we've gotten beat on a lot of different things, right, throughout throughout the year. Like you give a little, you get a little, right? There's You're not going to be able to stop every every single thing. How about just one play? <laughs> you how can't about just stop one? every play. How about... You have to stop some of them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, how do you, uh, Johnson, how do you spin it that way? Let me see here. 10 plays, 75 yards. 9 plays, 75 yards. 12 plays, 66 yards. All in the second half. Well, what, are, uh, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? We can't stop every play. You have literally rationalized it to that point where when we fail in the biggest stage in the world, ah, can't win them all. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> Yes. And then he tried to describe what happened with the wide open receivers on the two plays. The first one was not so much the coaches, although they had a role in it. Listen. There was an execution error on the first one, and, and I just want everybody to understand, when I say execution error, right, right, 
that is, you know, we didn't we we didn't do something correct on the field. But, but what that also means is we have to do a better job of coaching it. All right, so we'll give fifty percent to the players on that one. Fifty percent because they did coach it. It well. was as they like right? to say, Angelo, right. a collaborative effort. Right, and then you don't hear this every day. The coach then acknowledged the next time. Jonathan Gannon's pants were ripped down. He got pantsed on the second one. The second one, they got us. All right, and and you're like, well, how did they get us when they already did it? On we were in a completely different coverage, um, a pr- completely different uh, scheme that we were doing. Um, you know, we were we were running to catch up with the motion, and then he fell back and and ended up um, I'm scoring on the play. Yeah, I, you believe this? So. All right, so we got pantsed on the second one. We being Gannon, that's the coach. Yeah. That's a defensive yep. coach. He got pantsed on the second one. They had already fallen for the same play against Doug Peterson on October 2nd. Yep. And they never fixed the play. They never figured out how to cover it. And now we're going to try to distribute the, the responsibility so one guy isn't the target. No, there's one guy who was there for all of that. And he's the guy who's now the head coach at Arizona. Got rewarded for And it. I will go back to that guy again because he did something. This is – you can't – ladies and gentlemen, if you script it, if you went, right, what would be the most ridiculous thing somebody hoping to get a head coaching job would do after failing in front of the world? Yeah. And what jo- – you know what he did? He went right at it. He brought in. For the interview, the day after they blew the Super Bowl, one item and one item alone, his play sheet from the Super Bowl. See, what he was, I know what he was attempting to do there. He was attempting to take this large turd and get some turtle wax and polish it all up. Was it written in crayon? Right, because I can tell you, whatever (laughs) garbage he handled to those morons in Arizona, that they still hired him, the idea that all you would bring in would be the trophy of your failure is beyond belief. But here he is explaining it. Monday morning to get up and talk to Michael and Monty, uh, that's what I did. And uh, I obviously had prepped for that uh, opportunity for a long time. And uh, basically, I did not have a book. I didn't have a piece of paper. I had one note card. I showed Michael my call sheet from the Super Bowl and said, this is how I do things. I write it by hand. And uh, ultimately, we talked about what was in my brain and what was in my heart. Oh, my God. That's terrible. No, And they went, oh, my God, wait a minute. We were on the fence here, but he writes the notes by hand? Oh, we got to hire this guy. He's old school. I mean, this, 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 oh, I you know, all you people, Elliot Shaw Parks, who are the other guys that were telling you? Marcus. Or Marcus Hayes. Marcus. Yeah. You guys right now couldn't look dumber. You understand? Right now, what you guys should do today, mm-hmm. this is my, my last piece of advice yes. for you. Call in sick. <laughs> Don't even call- show your face today after those things were said following maybe the worst loss in the history of this city. I had one sheet, Hide too. Hide your face. On Monday, I'm going to bring it in to you. You are? You, you got to – oh, wait. Rhea's got a sheet, too, jo- Johnson. <laughs> All right, let me give the numbers out while she comes around here. She's in another room. She's in the, the newsroom. Rhea had a sheet, too, and I, I would like to see what was on her thing. Oh, no, I can't say that. <laughs> can you spell it? Yeah, well, I can. Oh, look at that. Bleep you 
Gannon. Wow. <laughs> that's her call sheet. I suspect that's the same font his uh, playbook right. was in, too. Let the record show she did not say bleep. <laughs> Love it was, that a, it was a bird. I'm going to miss you, Rio. 215-592-9494. I am prepared to talk about that all day, but I know you're not. So whatever you guys want to discuss, I'm happy to discuss it today. This is our goodbye to all of you. We've got a ton of great surprises. We're going to look back. We, do have, we don't have extensive tape of our 33 years, but we do have some really cool highlights that will take you into some of the weird stuff we did, some of the exciting stuff that we did. And we'll talk some about that. We are going to have Mike Lombardi on at 7, Brian Mitchell on at 8, Mike Garofalo at 825. And one of the favorite people who's such a big part of our show for so, so many years, former governor and mayor Ed Rendell on at 9. It is going to be a terrific show. I promise you that. Help us to make it that by calling it and offer you whatever thoughts you want. And really, if you would love to make my day better, attack Jonathan Gannon. <laughs> I would like to leave Rhea the way I started. Perfect. Ripping every guy who deserves it in this city. I'm not sure in 33 years anyone has ever deserved it more than Jonathan Gannon, who has had a wonderful last 48 hours. He's having fun, Rhea. I'd like to point out, when he comes to town next year oh. with the Arizona Cardinals, yeah. I don't think that's going to be fun. Oh, <laughs> I will be watching from afar. <laughs> Let's start the callers today with my girlfriend, Keisha. Hi, Keisha. What's up, man? Hey, Rhea, how you doing? Keisha. How doing? Uh, Good Keisha. morning. I'm sorry I missed out. Uh, I woke up out my sleep to call you. Uh, well, I appreciate that, Keisha. You are one of my favorite people. You are the sweetest gal. And uh, you know what, Keisha? Would, What's up? Would you like to hear your favorite person, Bubba Chuck? No, right now you're my favorite person. All right, you Uh-oh. go ahead, because I want to play Bubba Chuck in a minute, Allen Iverson. Because in, in your day here, you love that man. Did you not, Keisha? Yeah, but um, you got to give me a chance to say how much I'm going to miss you. Go right ahead. You're not giving me a chance. Um, go right ahead. You was like my friend in the morning. Um, you, uh, I'm crying because it will never be a morning show like you. And um, I thank you for me letting me be Bubba Chuck. And um, I love you. And uh, I don't know what you're about to do, but I wish you the best. And when I seen you on 29 yesterday, you looked at handsome with your little white shirt on, and your gray hair, and your big nose. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. Oh, oh, thank goodness. Keisha, do we uh, have fun? Do we have fun? Yeah, man. I, uh, I went to a game with you and Rhea one time. Um, we played the Charlotte Hornets, and we won. And I got a chance to see Bubba Chuck up close. If it wasn't for you, me and Bubba Chuck wouldn't have a friendship. Like we got, and um, I want to thank you, and I love you. Wow. And um, I don't know how I'm gonna be able to send you like a little telegram or whatever. I love you, Angelo, and um, I'm gonna miss you. Keisha, you could email me anytime. I will always be available at radioman610 at gmail.com. And um, you, you, I hope you understand. I'm gonna say this all morning. The people like you who called in, 
You he said the, it yesterday. You, you were the stars of the show. Do you understand? It wasn't these players or these coaches or any of these other guys. It was you guys. You guys well, gave us everything that we could have ever wanted in your passion and your fun and all that you did, and you were representative of all of that. And you gave me respect, too. You made me feel like a star. You let me come in. You let me. I was your girlfriend, but yeah. I'm a boyfriend, too. <laughs> I love you, man. Um, love and you, Keisha. Leah, I love you, baby. Uh, I love you, too, Keish. Be well. So, uh, Be well, Keisha. So I love him. Thanks, Keisha. You can play whatever you want to play at the Bubba Chuck. Oh, yeah. I want you to hear this. This is a special request for Keisha, the biggest Bubba Chuck uh, (laughs) Allen Iverson fan ever. He came on our show one time. It took a lot of work to get him on. Training camp, right? When he came on, he was phenomenal. He even talked about what he wanted to do after his playing career. How weird is it for you to be playing for him on the Olympic team? A lot of the other guys asked me, like, does he yell like this all the time? <laughs> all the practices like this? And I was like, yeah, that's cool. He didn't change anything. Somebody called in and they said, ask Alan what he'd like to do when his playing career is over. I want to be a professional fisherman. I want to be a <laughs> He was great. And he was talking about Larry Brown, who he had a contentious relationship with throughout. But Larry Brown also was a guy who... Uh, Knew what he was doing. <laughs> Let me just send this segment. He was a hell of a lot better coach than Jonathan Gannon will ever be. I <laughs> promise you that. 215. When I get focused on something, Johnson, I get focused. I like it. 215-592-9494. WIP Sports Time 616. Whether you have a puppy or a senior who's seen multiple decades, any dog person knows the most valuable thing in the world is spending time with your pet. The farmer's dog makes it easy to keep them healthy which can give you more quality years with them. The Farmer's Dog makes and delivers fresh, healthy dog food. It's recommended by vets, nutritionally balanced, and made from human-grade ingredients in safe, clean kitchens. They send the food pre-portioned specifically for your dog, based on their unique nutritional needs. This makes it easy to help your dog reach and stay at their idle weight, which is one of the biggest indicators of a full, healthy life. Get 50% off your first box at the Farmer's Dog dot com slash healthier years 23 brought to you by nas cancellary nick sirianni spoke about the eagles super bowl loss blamed the players on the chiefs first motion touchdown coaches for the identical play on the second says special teams coach michael clay will stay meantime jonathan gannon officially introduced as the arizona cardinals new head coach reflected on the super bowl loss in which his defense had zero second-half answers for the Chiefs. I feel bad about not being able to get that done, but it was an excellent learning experience for me, and I know that I learned a lot from that game and um, things that I would need to do different moving forward to win that game. Eagles said to be interested in Vance Joseph as their new defensive coordinator, according to CBS Sports' Justina Anderson. Joseph currently the Cards' defensive coordinator. Philadelphia asbestos attorneys, Nas Cancellari, have collected over $500 million dollars for 5,000 asbestos victims. Call 215-546-8200. NBC 10 first alert forecast brought to you by Dr. Glatt. Cloudy with rain ending this afternoon. Windy temperatures will drop during the day to 45. It's currently 60. Failing or thinning hair? Call the region's premier hair restoration expert for men and women, Dr. Paul Glatt. Book a consultation at drglat.com. To stream 94 WIP, tell your smart speaker to play 94 WIP. 
Uh, thank you, thank you, Dr. Fish. Rhea, I got an email yesterday from a uh, psychologist yes. who offered free services because they anticipate me uh, reaching a, a really a serious uh, mental problem within days. You already have one. <laughs> what, are, what are they thinking? Yeah, but right now, my mental problems are untreated. <laughs> yes, they have been. Untreated and unchecked. How, how great is that? They, she literally said, there's no way you're going to be able to handle life after radio. You you should probably come see me now preemptively. Um, do you have like a vacation plan? No. You should probably do that. No. Yeah. I'm going to jump right into my next job. Yeah. What's that? I'm going to write a memoir, and I'm going to remember all these amazing people, and I'm going to make them heroes one last time. Who's going to help you remember? Well, yeah, I, I I went to Joe Wex. Joe Wex has got Joe the Wechter. best memory. Yeah, he's yeah. He he will not do it unless I pay him. Yeah. So I, I I'm going to have to make. And then I he told me a couple of the stories. And you didn't remember. I no. Well, I told him what I remembered. He said, "Well, that's all wrong. Yeah. That's not the way it happened at all." <laughs> so, Ange, in all honesty, Monday yeah. morning comes. Yes. How do you envision that day? I wake up around nine fifteen. <laughs> My wife brings me in breakfast to bed. Yeah. Right? She goes, "Honey, please don't get up." And then, and then, you, are you know, so delusional. right? Then she starts trying to make out with me, but it's too early. I don't do it. You are so weird. <laughs> You're just going to continue to be weird to the very end. No, let him dream. And then, and then, like around 10 o'clock, make out with your wife. I will. He's already got afternoon delight plans. Yeah, and then, oh, no, God. Oh, God. No, if I were planning it, believe me, I'd be the only one. And odds are, I would be alone. Oh, all, right, all right, now, all right, we're all right, done. Not you, we're done. Well, you led me there. Brought to you by Armin Chevrolet. You led me there. Armin Chevrolet is celebrating their 23rd anniversary. Find your roads, <laughs> visit ArminChevy.com. See Armin's quality certified, one owner, low mileage, pre-owned inventory. Are you satisfied with the way the Eagles handled the Jonathan Gannon criticism? Yes or no? I I am yeah I am uh, really I end. am not I'm not happy with any uh, my answer is no oh, really uh, Johnson are you happy with the way the Eagles handled it No I would like them to throw him under the bus Rhea, we can't make every play That's just to say that we can't oh, I'm not oh, expecting you you to make every play I was expecting you to make a play A play one hey. I don't know mix one in in the middle of the fourth quarter like just a salad. to surprise us <laughs> just surprise us and stop one freaking play. And these people, Johnson, can I say this enough? What's up? These people like Elliot Shaw Parks and Marcus Hayes, who are still telling you Gannon's good, should they shut up for a little while now and listen to that smacked ass no, yesterday? There's no chance of that happening. Oh, God, that's unbelievable. All right, before, uh, the plan for today is to mix in some of the stuff that we had in the past. And I wanted to start from the very beginning. And I want to take you into the world of me and Brookie. Because Brookie brought us here, brought me and Al here. Al, I think, kind of snooking him. And he gave us our own part-time show. We were on one hour a day with all the different guys at Inquirer. And then, then they took me on full-time. And all right, now, at that point, I know it's hard for you to imagine this, but I had become a malcontent at hmm. the Inquirer. It's hard to believe. I know it is. <laughs> and then uh, so I, I was ready to leave, and I came here. And at the very beginning, you will hear the fear in my voice while I was doing interviews with Brookie, because I realized if I if I alienated any of these people, he loved them all. 
that in the end I would have to pay the price down the line. So the first one, this is, you're also going to hear a voice that does not sound like this voice. Okay. It was a far higher pitched and far more scared. But here we are. He had landed uh, Bob Clark when Clarky was the GM of the Flyers. And uh, I thought, well, maybe it's time for me to sneak a question in. Yeah. The general manager of the Flyers is on. Good morning, Bobby Clark. How are you? Hi, Brookie. Good, thanks. Listen, I'm trying to get Angelo to understand that you are not Bob Clark. You're Clarky to all of us. <laughs> Either one doesn't matter. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Clarky, do you expect to make a lot of deals in the offseason? I don't know. It's easy to like to do something, but, you know, it takes two teams to do something. Right. Mm. Clarky, have you, uh, are you committed yourself to coming back next year? As far as I know. You are. Do I, oh my sound, God. do I sound wow. terrible there? You sound so young. When people go, oh, you know, I, I, you you had this from day one. Yeah, does that sound like a Johnson? That sounds like, you know, pre-teenage years. Now, let me say this. You're going to hear a little later uh, in a 7 o'clock hour the way I handled Kapler. Oh. And you will see that I did learn some stuff on the job. All right, But also, we were on, oh, this is going to bring a tear or two. Because we were on with two people who are no longer with us and beloved. Brookie, you know. No. Jerome Brown. Ugh. And here's this. Good morning, Jerome Brown. How are you? Fine. Jerome, how do you stay in shape in the offseason? What do you have to do to, to stay in some sort of a physical condition? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm oh, my God. Does that make you cringe? Of course it makes me cringe. Listen to me. I'm scared out of my mind. That's tough. You understand, Brookie brought me in. This was a new medium. I had no idea what I was doing. You could hear it there, right, Johnson? It was something. No, Johnson, in all honesty, when you hear that, does it make you think less of me? I am mesmerized (laughs) that the career grew from there. Rhea, does it make you think less of me? It's impossible. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, one of our favorite people, my God, he was a part of a He was one of those guys at the draft in 1991. All through the Super Bowl run on commercials, he was great in those commercials. Ladies and gentlemen, Sean Young, one of the Hall of Fame Eagle fans. Hi, Sean. Good morning, Angelo. Good morning, everybody. How you doing today? Sean, did you get a lot of extra celebrity for doing those uh, spots on TV? <laughs> I wouldn't call it celebrity, but there was uh, there's been a lot of people that have have come up to me that uh, that didn't maybe know who I was or never met me like that, and asked me if I was the guy that you know, that was doing the commercials. And uh, so it's 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 been fun. It's been fun. Yeah, they they were. Uh, I was very appreciative of the opportunities. Sean, did did you get a lot of money for doing those ads? Uh, no, I'm still working. Because <laughs> I was watching, I was going, well, you had kind of given up the shoulder pad thing, but a good offer came. Well, you had to turn the offer down, right? So you brought him back out. I thought you nailed him. You were great in those. Uh, I appreciate it. Editing does a lot of, uh, done a lot of, a lot of wonders uh, for people. So it was, uh, it was fun. I, I enjoyed it. Um, they brought me back after, I guess it's been about 17 years. I did about five or six of those back in 2006. And they asked me to, um, that it, as long as the Eagles keep their run going like that, they asked me to get involved again. So, I love you know, it, it Sean. Fun, but look, I just wanted to. I, the reason I called is obviously this is today's your last day and stuff, and I, I really wanted to call to thank you, the entire morning show, and really, uh, you know, the entire fan base and everybody that's given me the opportunities to have some fun and stuff. Because I never would have been able to do anything that I've been able to do, have the fun that I've had and everything, to be able to last as long as I've done with this, you know, this quote unquote alter ego and stuff without anybody else. 
allow me to have fun and and just showing me the appreciation like that because you guys are all just you know, deserve the credit for it. I did it for everybody else, not for me. It's never been about me, and I, I can't thank any of you enough. I've had some of the the, the best acquaintances that I've had and everything, and some of my best friends in life now have come through you guys and stuff, and I can't thank you enough. Sean, i got to ask you one question, because um, of all the people that were in the Dirty Third, you were by far the most positive fan. You loved this Eagles team, and not with the edge that a lot of us had. When you see the video of the booing of McNabb, the person that's right out front is you. You are the main guy. In that. I was I was actually placed there. I was about ten rows further back. Uh, oh, really? Me, the security and the ushers pulled me out of where I was and put me down there in front. So they set me up. They wanted you. They wanted you on the shot. They, they set saw me up for disaster. All right, well, but here's the thing: when you look at it now, right? Do you say to yourself, "Wow, uh, I, I would like to do that again. I want to do over on that." Well, that's the reason why I apologized to Donovan and that's his right. family and everything and stuff. Yeah, that's why I did it because I didn't. I, I didn't honestly feel. Look, the, the emotions were what they were and stuff. And yeah, we wanted Ricky and everything, and nobody knew a lot about Donovan and stuff. But it, the way I reacted to it was not the way I actually felt and everything. I got caught up in the emotion stuff, and that's why I wanted to. You know, you know, when I, when Cecil Martin introduced me to Donovan, literally just a couple months after the draft was over, before he even stepped on the field. I talked to Donovan for about 15, 20 minutes one-on-one at a bar that I bounced at and everything, and he gave me the opportunity. And I just wanted to apologize to him, and I did with his family stuff. And they were very appreciative of it. They told me, you know, you didn't have to do this, but we appreciate it. And, you know, that was just me doing it for me, you know, not for anybody else and stuff. And, you know, so, no, I, you know, I wouldn't want to do that all over again. Everything is in the same way and stuff. It was just Mm. – it was what it was. Look, we had a great time there, you know, when we did it and everything, and, you know – you know, I got it, you, was Sean. A, it was a tremendous promotion by the uh, by the uh, you know by the radio station stuff, and again, it kind of set yeah. off a lot of things. But you know, go ahead, Sean, I'm sorry. thank you, Sean. Thank you so much for being a part of it. You are one of the stars of WIP over the past thirty three years. So thank Look, you. Look, I love you guys, man. I, I really you, do. I appreciate every each and everybody right. out there, the fan base. I appreciate everybody. So thank you so much. All right. So picture this. I'm going to do a little more on this later, but I want to get this out now because this is probably the thing we'll be remembered first for. Okay. The Eagles have the second pick in the draft. We are all there at the behest of the mayor who got us the tickets. We are going to cheer our lungs out when Ricky Williams is drafted, and then he wasn't drafted, and we weren't ready for that, although maybe the people in the building were because they moved Sean down. They wanted the video of what t- took place. And this is not the most proud moment, but it is a moment. Listen. The uh, second pick, the Philadelphia Eagles select Donovan McNabb, quarterback, Syracuse University. He never got over it. McNabb never got no. over it. Uh, Sean, he's got all the face paint on. You could see the veins in his forehead popping out. <laughs> it's just great. I'm sorry. I, I uh, never felt full remorse for that because no. uh, it was fun. And and frankly, uh, it was not our intention was not to ruin the career of Donovan McNabb. Although to this day, Johnson, to this uh, day, I get emails from people attacking me. You don't realize that. how many people learned your name that day. It was very, very innocent when we did it. We meant no harm. <laughs> Walt is up from Brookhaven. Hi, Walt. 
Good morning, Angelo. How are you guys doing? Walt, did you hear this stuff yesterday about Gannon and from Gannon? Um, yeah, I kind of threw up in my mouth. All right, Walter, I just got to know, the last 48 hours, how have you been doing? Are you all right? You having a good time? <laughs> no, I'm doing terrible. I mean, we were so close, we should have won this game. And his pathetic defense it was, you know, the reason we lost. All right, hold on. Let me check in and see how Gannon's doing now. It was a fun 48 hours, I'll say that, because uh, I enjoyed myself. <laughs> Walter. Is there anything you could say that would be worse to that after possibly the worst loss in Philadelphia history? No, no. And, you know, he, he just he just doesn't care. He didn't care. He knew he was going to get a big job. Um, maybe he didn't know where, but he knew he was going to get a big job with a big paycheck. And then he's like, oh, well, you know, things happen and, and the Eagles lost. And he just didn't care. He didn't, he didn't have his heart and soul into it like all of us do. You know, that's that's a good message. And you know what? Nick Sirianni, I have uh, had a good relationship with Nick for the two years. Nick, do not come out here and tell us you cannot stop every play. When you stopped, no plays. None. <laughs> you can't say None. that. None. You cannot You cannot hide that fail in a mass of ridiculous words. You have to stop it. That's what you're there to do. And you failed the city. You know, it's Deal am- with it. It's amazing when you look back. There were no memorable offensive plays by Kansas City. It was mm-hmm. all a slow, methodical drives. Right down. It just- wasn't a pass over 22 yards, right? No. no. I don't believe so. A nice, clean churn right down the field. 2-1. Yeah, it, it was a slow It was a slow death for yes. us. I got um, you, Walter. Walter, thank you for being such a great early caller. My early calls are important to me. 215 592 we got a lot of stars already on the line. We're going to get to them. Remember, they're the stars of this show. When we come back very quickly, uh, by the way, I'm going to give you winners and weasels. Is that so? We're not playing the game. I'm just giving them to you because I think it's important that I point out who I think <laughs> deserves the winner of the week. Oh, can weasel. I guess? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When we come back, I will give you a guess for each. Let's see how you do. Okay. Some- Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Tells me you're on to my weasel. <laughs> yeah. 215-592-9494. WIP Sports Type 636. If you own a business, it's been a bumpy ride from pandemic to inflation. I'm sure you could use a break. If your business has five or more employees and managed to survive COVID, you could be eligible to receive a payroll tax rebate of up to $26,000 per employee. How do you cut through the red tape and get your business the refund money? Go to GetRefunds.com. Team of tax attorneys they put together are highly trained in this little-known payroll tax refund program. They've already returned $1 billion to businesses, and they can help you too. They do all the work with no charge up front and simply share a percentage of the cash that they get for you. Find out if your business qualifies. Just go to GetRefunds.com, click on Qualify Me, and answer a few questions. This payroll tax refund is only available for a limited amount of time. Don't miss out. Go to GetRefunds.com. That's GetRefunds.com. Never was a guy more suited for his job than the (laughs) director of fun and games. Yes, John Brazier. Every day of John Brazier's life, he has fun. He really does. And he's got about nine jokes that he recycles the way Jonesy does. That was good. But he tells a joke great. And, John, thank you and the Phillies organization for absorbing all the abuse I poured on you for all these years. <laughs> I mean, I did. I, I'm not going to walk away from what I want. I, I got to keep going here with some of the news that came out yesterday. One of the things that happened, Johnson, was that Nick Sirianni indicated that even though Shane Steichen is gone and he was the play caller, yeah. whoever the new guy is, psst, it's Brian Johnson, the quarterback coach. Uh, he's That guy will be the play caller. And here's what he said. It really it does help me manage the the game better, in my opinion. Uh, it helps me interact with the players more, um, you know, um, on the sideline, right? And you know, it helps me be able to discuss something that you know that you know with somebody upstairs um, to get on the defensive headset when the offense is up, vice versa. Um, you know, and so I, I guess that will be my intent. Um, to let the next offensive coordinator call the game. I hope they know what they're doing. Yeah, it, sound, it seems logical yeah. if it's Brian It does, Johnson. but at the same time, I, all I could think what you said is it gives me more time on the sideline, and I'm picturing him mugging for the camera. Oh, no. And how much trouble you got to get that. I'm going, maybe you need something to occupy yourself a little more. He got in trouble for doing that. Yeah. But the Brian Johnson thing makes sense to me. Look at the strides Hurts took. Mm-hmm. How could you take the coach that did this with Hurts and not promote him to a job when an opening well, comes? The difference, I right. mean, the, they need that continuity because right. it was the first time with Steichen yep. that he had had, like, the same offensive coordinator for two years in a sure. row. And since Brian was already there and it's has and, and Hurts thinks well of him. yeah. Here's the key. Because the, de- the defensive coordinator is up for grabs. They have already indicated they're going to ask uh, Vance, J- Vance Joseph, Vance Joseph yeah. to do it. He is a D.C. elsewhere, so uh, he's got the, the Arizona experience. Cardinals. Cardinals. 
Well, I guess he's not going with Gannon. (laughs) But how ironic would that be? But here's the bottom line on it. I desperately need them to take somebody from outside the organization so they will bring in a new and more aggressive philosophy than what we have seen in the Gannon regime. We'd we'd like a play. We'd like make one play. How high up does that philosophy go? Uh, That's the question. Most philosophies go to Lurie. And I'm going to assume, look, if Lurie, Lurie loves the past, so he brings in guys who love the past. Yeah. I would love to believe, since he was here for some great aggressive teams defensively, he's going to want that. I hope so. Because he couldn't. Look, there's whatever they'd say, all right? And Howie didn't lay out blame on anybody, all this stuff. They know what happened. They are angry about what happened. They will try to go in a different direction based on what you saw. That's logic. I hope it happens. I'll be watching from afar. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, one of my all-time favorite people, and he came back to set up the games for the final year, is the legendary sign man, John. John, thank you for coming on, my friend. Now, thank you. I can't thank you enough for what you did for the Eagle fans for 30 years and just all the fans in Delaware Valley. You let everybody express themselves and our anger or excitement. And it's, you know, just an outlet for that for every fan across Delaware Valley for 30 years. And thank you to you and the station and morning show, everybody. You guys have been the best. Absolutely the best. Can't wish you enough luck and enjoy yourself. John, thank you so much. John, you're as big an Eagles fan as anybody I know. Um, How were your last 48 hours? Did you have a good time? No, it's awful. I can't even – I don't even – for two weeks, I couldn't just watch enough TV because we were the center of everything, and every story, every show was about the Eagles, and I haven't even turned the TV on since. Don't right. want to see it. I did hear the contrast in the two interviews. Spiking, I never seen a guy go to another team. He was actually in tears, thanking. He went yeah. through just about every player on the team. Yep. Yeah. It was unbelievable. But but uh, to get back to the 48 hours, uh, let's update you on uh, how, how Jonathan Gannon's handling it was a fun 48 hours, I'll say that, because uh, I enjoyed myself. John. I mean, sickening. I mean, and I didn't even get all over him. We've had arguments about no. in our family, in our group. And I hear that, I'm like, you guys are right. This is sickening. I mean, you can't. He didn't say anything about us. No, because he didn't really care. We were a stepping stone. And even though he did what he did in that Super Bowl, he got rewarded. Life is not fair, John. Well, it'll be fair. We play Arizona next year, don't we? Oh, yeah. That's a win. (laughs) John, we love you, man. Thank you so much for being a part of us. Thank you, Edge. Good luck. Signed man John, ladies and gentlemen. My man Rocco from the 30-30. He was booing at that that great um, Donovan McNabb draft. How you doing, Rock? Good, good, sir. But I do have to correct you on something. What happened? It wasn't the NFL that moved Sean up front. It was Doughboy and I. Hold on. (laughs) I didn't say that. That's what Sean said. They said that the security moved him up. No, no, no. Sean Sean is incorrect. All right. What happened when we got there and we had our seats that were assigned to us? Right. We noticed that in front of us there was a bunch of uh, seats that were covered with a plastic cover. And uh, Doughboy and I just started lifting that plastic, and we rolled down an extra, like, you know, seven rows of seats. We called Sean up. and said, Sean, come on, come up front. 
Ah. And we were all in the front row together. <laughs> now, just so you know, Doughboy, he's wearing number 61. He has some jersey on, and it doesn't fit because he's gargantuan at that point. He was the fattest guy you would about. Eventually, he got that bypass thing, gastric bypass. Yes, yes. Uh, although I'm hearing that he's still rather bulky. Yeah, it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Rock, oh, sometimes. Rock, do you regret it at all? Do you regret what happened that day? Absolutely not, Ange. We made history. The first time in history and the last time in history that a NFL commissioner came to the podium and recognized the fan base. Yeah. I, I got to say, Rock, Rock, it was uh, – you know what? I, I never really had any regrets. I, no, I know no. there were times when I expressed them, but looking back now, Rhea used to always say the same thing. Whenever it would come up, yeah. you know what you would say? Greatest radio promotion ever. She said yeah. it. Now, I think we topped it eventually with the wing ball. Yeah. But the booing of McNabb. And you know what? He's coming on at nine, Ed Rendell. Rocco, he had something to do with that. Oh, yeah. It was his idea. He came on the air, and it was like, huh. And then the, the conversation then turned to, well, why don't we get the busload of our most phantom Biggest Eagles fans and bring them to the, bring them to the draft. Yeah, and then the phone call. And then, well, here's here's the caveat. I came in the studio and it was actually like interviewing people for the second year. Remember the second year we went to Dave and Buster's. Yeah, and Kenny called into the show. Yeah, for the first time, and I got him into the thirty thirty. So it all started for Kenny through through that moment. So, <laughs> Rocco, oh. I believe. Now, I'm going to change what I said yesterday. I believe the man you're hearing right now, Rocco from the 3030, is the caller who took the whole distance of this show from the beginning to the end. Right, Rock? Uh, yeah, I, I went into a low when Michael Vick became the starter. All right, um, but you did. You yeah, yeah, I mean, you were yeah. here at the first year, right? I was. My very first live show with you was you first went to Lehigh Valley. I've been around since Max Fierro. Wow, Max Vieira. We did traffic then, Rhea. You yeah. remember. And then Chris, remember Chris Gamble and I, we have yeah. like a little thing going on. And then uh, Rhea came in and, it, you know, God, Ange, what's that, 94? Uh, yes, I didn't know that Chris Gamble thing, Rock. That's new to me. All right, Rock, just tell me this. <laughs> yes. Was it a good run? Did you enjoy it? Oh, the best. The absolute best. I mean, there, there's nothing – that I can accomplish in my own life personally that will go better and go higher than what you and I achieved. Um, and, you know, listen, Joe Wechter, Rhea, Al, everybody involved. Now, Wechter, it wasn't for Wechter. I would never have gotten on the air. You know, no, yeah. it starts, uh, it that applies that. to every caller, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's but, the I mean, screener. It starts there. It starts there. <laughs> and, you know, and you guys, Thanks, you're, you're the best. And I, I look, whatever – you go whatever you do i hope you and i remain friends and we stay in touch and that uh we have we break bread again i love it rock Rock, you're the best man thank you my man that's rocco for the 3030 our longest uh tenured caller to the show bernadette's up from tabernacle hi bernie hey Ann. how are you sweetie i'm very emotional and you are emotional What, what are you emotional about bernie well, the way the Eagle season ended. Yeah, it's very emotional. Very emotional. I, I think the defense fell apart in the second half when they just lost it with those two touchdowns by the Chiefs. And Jonathan Gannon, I'm with you, man. He stinks like a rotten egg. 
She thinks like a rotten agria. Uh, Bernie, uh, I want to run by you something that Nick Sirianni said yesterday because he was addressing the fact that they were not effective defensively in the second half. Do you buy this? Listen, there's going to be things like you can't stop every play. Can't stop every play, Bernie. (laughs) No. Can't stop any play. No. I mean, really, Bernie, this is what they're selling us? I know. It, it really stinks. <laughs> oh, the only thing I'm happy for is I get something to bitch about on my last day. That is unbelievable that you it's have like, been here two years and your your explanation for the biggest defensive fail in Philadelphia sports history is that we can't stop every play. Right. Do I look stupid to you, Johnson? Yes. No. <laughs> An- Angelo? <laughs> yes. Angelo? Yes. I just want to say, from the bottom of my heart, you guys at WIP are the best. I've been listening to you, Angelo, with my dad for a very long time when you were on 610 AM. And when my dad passed away in 2012, I stopped listening to sports for a while because it just really got me depressed. And you and Al and Rhea and Ava have just brought so much light into my life and made my life exciting again and with fred you guys have brought us the best gift by getting us that eagles game in 2021 and ava i love you girl Rhea, you are totally awesome and i'm gonna miss you guys you are the best sports radio team in the city and in south jersey and i love listening to you guys and angelo you are the man Bernadette, I love you. Thank you. Thank you. Right back at you, Bernadette, and uh, all the fans out there. Thank you, Bernadette. Uh, we feel the way she does, but we're so professional, we're not going to show it till 10. Right, Rhea? We're not going to cry. We're not. We're just going to hold on. You, think I'm, gonna, say, you think I'm going to cry? Well, uh, all right. <laughs> well, you're staying. It doesn't really apply to you. All right? Are you, you think but, you'll shed a tear later? Uh, I don't know. I, I have a little speech at the end. There's a couple of moments in there where it might be Did dicey. you rehearse the speech? No. You didn't. I never rehearse one thing here. I write it, but I don't rehearse it. It may run long. I'm actually shocked I haven't cried yet. You haven't? You came close that time. Uh, Yeah. 215-592-9494. That's the way you feel. Go. I say, you know what? Bring on the new. The new WIP morning show. It will be better. It will be more fun. It will be successful. Thank you. When we return. One of my all-time favorite guests in his final performance here, Mike Lombardi. WIP Sports Type 655. BetMGM, the king of sports books, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Brought to you by Window Nation, Nick Sirianni says he plans to first look in-house for replacements at the offensive and defense coordinator positions, though CBS Sports' Josina Anderson 
says the Eagles want to enter. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Vance Joseph. Now, he's currently the D.C. with the Cardinals, who introduced Jonathan Gannon as their new head coach on Thursday. You'll be happy to know he's still pleased with not having a scheme. I famously set a line back in when I first took over as a defensive coordinator of Philly that I don't have a scheme, and people were very uncomfortable with that, and I was not because I don't believe in a scheme. I believe in putting the players that we have in positions to be successful. So we're going to look different week to week, predicated on who we have playing and who we are playing. And um, I think that you have to be ever-evolving and adaptable and have a growth mindset to stay ahead of the curve, or you will get beat. Well, you did get beat. Take advantage of Window Nation's deep discounts. Get two free windows with every two you buy and pay nothing for two full years. 866-90-NATION or windownation.com. NBC 10 first alert forecast. Cloudy with rain ending this afternoon. Temperatures dropping during the day to 45. It is currently 57. To stream 94 WIP, tell your smart speaker to play 94 WIP. Welcome back. At the end of this show, I am going to attempt a bit of a speech because Jim Gardner did such a great one. I thought I should take a stab at it. I mean, this is a, a fool's errand. Because he did so great. I'm going to sound stupid. Right, did you write it in attempt to one-up him? No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll be able to do that. <laughs> no. There's one thing you know about me. I'm, I'm, I'm a master of eloquence. Oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> but I will. And I, I, I finally decided yesterday I wasn't going to name. I tried to really name all the people that mm-hmm. were instrumental. And I, I, and I realized I just uh, – one of our favorite people, engineer Ben Hill, who retired a couple of months ago, came back. Just a few minutes ago, and I wasn't even mentioning him. Ben Hill was a big part of what we did. Whenever something went wrong, I yelled at him. Yeah, <laughs> you so trusted where him. Where the hell is Ben Hill? <laughs> what is he doing? Why is this mic not working right? Ben's great. Love Ben. I do have some regrets about my style. Yeah, I'll get to that. You're not going to be able to change it at this juncture. <laughs> Well, I got I got <laughs> less hours. than three. I got three hours, man. On the line, one of my f- absolute favorite guests all these years, the guy who truly brings football knowledge to a show otherwise pretty much devoid of it, is Mike Lombardi, former NFL executive, author of Gridiron Genius, part of the GM Shuffle podcast, and his final appearance here. Hi, Mike. How are you today? <laughs> I'm good. Good to hear your voice, Angelo. I thought you were riding off, but I'm happy to see you're back for one last show. Oh, yeah. Here's the thing, Mike. All right, let's start with this because I always rely on you. I have gone nuts all week on what that Eagles defense failed to do in the second half. Is it okay for us to rip the defense for what happened? Well, I mean, look, they scored 30 points in 24 minutes. I mean, I don't know what 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 you want to do. I mean, I don't know. You want to say it was good or you want to be happy about it? I mean, like, that game was one of those games where, you you know, they played it exactly how you have to play it. They limited the amount of time Mahomes had the football. You know, they, they controlled the pace of the game, with and they scored when they got into the red zone, although one time they, you know, a couple times they didn't do that, but you're not going to do it all the time. And, you know, they walk away without without the win. I, I think you have to be really critical of the defense. I think what, what you, you see more than anything is the fact that they never made it hard for Mahomes the entire day. 
Think about this, Angelo. The entire game, they had one pass defended. One pass defended oh the entire God. game. Oh, that's an amazing stat I had not seen. Won the they, whole game, Mike. The entire game, they got their hands on one football from the defense. One. And so they never made it. Like, I keep saying this. The most valuable player in the game was Hurts. Mahomes won the award, but the best player on the field was Hurts. Hurts, Mahomes had no throws in that entire game that were difficult for any good quarterback. They really weren't. He made great decisions, but he had no hard throws. And if you're not going to make it a hard game for the quarterback, you can't walk out of that stadium saying, okay, we gave it our best shot. They never really did. And, you know, look, the field was slippery for both teams. It made it, You're still running games in the third quarter in terms of your defensive front when you know they can't stay on their feet. you got to go forward. You can't go sideways. Wow. All right, so when you say this, you are pointing the finger at the defensive coordinator. I've been screaming at it. I don't know. I thought he was watching Rihanna at halftime. I have no <laughs> idea what happened. Oh, I don't hey, know. Look. All right, so, Mike, here's the thing. Then he goes – how mind-boggling is this? Same city the next day, and he gets the head coaching job for Arizona. How did that happen? Uh, you have to, I can't explain it. It's called the National Football League, where Bill Walsh once told me it's not the best and the brightest. And that's true. I mean, you know, the reality of it is, is I can't explain it. You know, he must interview really well, obviously. But guys like Lou Amaromo, who's played uh, Patrick Mahomes four times, and held him under 30 points and played him really well, and he's a, a penalty and a punt return away from going to the Super Bowl. He doesn't, he doesn't get the job. You know, Don Martindale up at, New, up at the Giants, every offensive coach that gets interviewed for a job says the hardest guy to play against is Martindale. He doesn't even get an interview. I, it's, I don't understand it. I, I don't explain it. Look, I wish him nothing but the best, but based on the performance, how many times on this show have I said in the six games last year, Against six really good quarterbacks, the ball touched the ground 36 times. Yeah, you you have cited all these numbers, which were mind-boggling, about how they didn't stop the pass. They they never do. See, what happens is when you're a zone when you're a zone team that then tries to play man, you're not very good. When you're a man team that can play a little zone, you're better. But you you don't get your if you don't get your hands on the football, and and he's basically he should buy every defensive lineman in the Eagle organization, a Rolex, because that's what got him the job in Arizona. It's mind-boggling. Did Steichen, was he a different case, Mike? Did he deserve a shot uh, as a head coach? Well, look, I think somebody developed Hurts. You know, we've been on this show a long time talking yep. about Hurts' inability to anticipate throws, and they've designed an offense where they took away that anticipating throw. He hits half-field reads, and they put this six-back offense in. Somebody did it. And so, obviously, Steichen had a huge role. Nick Sirianni had a huge role. Look, that offensive line has a huge role, too, because it's a lot easier to call plays when you can protect. I I just want to play this short version of this. Nick Sirianni, this is how he explained what you're describing right now from the defense. Uh, Mike, listen to this. You can't stop every play every time. You just can't. Mike, how do you say that? It was the friggin' Super Bowl, and you were about to win a championship. Well, you gotta you gotta heat up a quarter, but you gotta take some chances on defense, and you gotta pressure them. You gotta have to force them to be uncomfortable, which they never did. And look, they started playing plays. The goal line play that we're all talking about, Peter King wrote about it, all that stuff. Yes, they were playing the play. They they were playing. He was going to run the cross, and the, instead they ran a, a decoy off the play. And so they were scripted to play the play, not play concepts, not play their defense. 
and that affected their team. But if you're not going to pressure Mahomes, if you're not going to make him uncomfortable, and you allow him to basically throw the ball into easy windows, tell me a hard throw he made the entire day. No, they were all open. But they were open. They were wide open. Mike, you had said in all the other quarterbacks, the good ones that they played, they were always wide open. Right, always wide open. Thirty-six. The only look they got their hands on one football the entire day. The defense touched the ball one time the entire day. That's embarrassing. Oh, absolutely insane. All right, I, I, I'd be remiss. It's not the main focus of what we've been talking about, Mike. But the the, the holding call on Bradbury. Do you yeah. make that call when you have not thrown the flag on a hold the entire day? You know, I mean, look, it was a hold. There's no doubt. Bradbury, I thought, was accountable. He was a man and stood up for it. I actually think if he doesn't hold them, the best thing that could happen for Philly is letting the guy score. Now, he was not running the wheel route. He was not throwing the ball to the end zone. They were just trying to get a first down. It's interesting. When you watch Andy Reid, when he has a lead and he's trying to, or he's trying to milk the end of the game, he manages the game really well. But at the end of the half, he gave the Eagles the game. He put yep. the, the game on the plate for the Eagles to give them the 24-14 lead. He put it right there on their plate. You know, he doesn't get the third down, misses the field goal, and then he messes up the middle eight. But when at the end of the game, he calls it really well. If Bradbury doesn't hold and they throw the ball and, and Smith-Schuster gets it in the end zone, the Eagles are going to tie it up. I think the reason Andy didn't go for two to make it a nine-point game was because he didn't want to. He wanted to have the game at least tied and have the ball last. He didn't want to be down a point. Well, you know what? He played that right. Mike Lombardi, all I have left to say is I can't thank you enough for all the great contributions you made to our show. We have learned so much football from you, Mike, and I well, thank you. I, I should, thank you shouldn't you. be thanking me. I thank you, Angelo, for a remarkable career in Philadelphia, and you set the standard. I mean, for all the talk, you are one of the best interviewers. I saw when you interviewed Tim uh, from the, uh, the, the, the podcast on, on the gambling, Tim Donahoe. Tim Donahoe, yeah. At one of the best interviews I've ever heard. It was detailed. It was amazing. And that's what you've done every morning. God bless you, Angela. Mike, thank you, thank you, thank you. Mike Lombardi, ladies and gentlemen, what a football mind. Right now, Johnson, all the people, yeah, all the morons who email me, all the, the Elliot Jar Park, Marcus Hayes, do they feel stupid right now? No. Because right now what just happened is a longtime executive, a man who wrote a book, Gridiron Genius, just said that it looked to him like Jonathan Gannon watched Rihanna at the hat. I can't tell you how satisfying oh, that conversation was. Beautiful. One pass. Beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, Eagle Shirley. Hi, Shirley. Hey, good morning, family and friends, everybody. Angelo, Rhea, oh, John, uh, Joe, Ava. I know Al's not there yet, and Jonesy. I would be remiss without, you know, you guys and saying how much. You know what, Angela, I, I just thought about, like, the first time I ever met you. Remember the Eagles uh, had those commercials out called You Can't Script This? Yeah. And the Philadelphia Eagles reached out to me and said that, you know, if you wanted to meet me because you thought I was an actress because there's no way no fan could be that excited and, you know, this, that, and the other. And I thought it was hilarious. I'm like, I'm just a fan. What do you want to meet me for? Like, so, you know, I always listen to the station because my brother Sherman, will, you know, used to listen to 610, you know, way back in the day. But um, coming into the studio and, and meeting you and 
and you just literally thought I was an actress. But that day when we met in the studio, you just was amazed, like, wow, yeah, you are a regular person. I'm like, yeah, I'm just so passionate about the Philadelphia Eagles and just not knowing that meeting you, meeting everybody in the studio, that WIP was going to, like, take me underneath their wings and just let me, you know, be Eagle Shirley. And then you allowed me to, you know, you know, who I who I am, you know, uh, a Christian and love the Lord. And then, you know, I remember one time being at the studio and this guy called in after the Phillies lost, I think, in 2011. And you looked right. He said he wasn't going to go to his doctor's appointment. I think his, he had to get his leg, something done. It was a real serious, mm. you know, surgery. And he wasn't going to go. He was so hurt and distraught. And you looked right at me and you said, surely pray for that man. Yeah. I've never been so afraid in my life, but it was a short, quick, simple prayer. But the simple fact, the way you looked at me and you had trust in me that, you know, these people that call up at the games when the Eagles lose or the Phillies or the Flyers or the Sixers or something, you know, in the, in the city of Philadelphia, and, you know, they, they come to you and they call you. And and that right there, I, I, saw, I saw nothing but love where people – didn't get a chance to see. I saw that day how much you care for the fans, you know, after a loss, and how you the voice of the fans after a loss, and how you allow us to call up to the station or or come there and and just you know emote out our feelings, you know, because we love our sports team so much. Angelo, you are so going to be missed. I know I have this number and I'll reach out and, you know, and just every now and then just check on you and still send you the this, this Sunday morning, you know, services. But I love you so much, big guy. And uh, I, I want to say this so one thing. I want people to understand that our relationship is not Ed because we have a date. I will be dating Shirley and her son <laughs> at my house yeah. for the first game of the next Eagle season. Oh, that's yes. cool. We're going to do awesome. it. It might even be the Thursday night game. Against oh against Andy Reid and it, Cheryl, listen, I am going listen. to experience it as a true fan <laughs> with one of the greatest fans of all time. You're going to be right there. I'm going to have to get a spread. Hopefully, here maybe you could get one for me because you'll still be in radio. <laughs> I don't want to have to pay for it. I'm, I'm on a I'm fixed sure income. Pete will take care of you. I'm on a fixed You're going to have to give Shirley some space. She likes oh, to yeah, move around. Have, and uh, it'll be Shirley and Bentley. So let's see who. <laughs> Last so long, Shirley. You know I love you. I, I love you know. You too. Here's what people said to me, Shirley. They've said this a lot the last few days. They always, after a game, they wanted to know what I had to say. I wanted to know what you had to say because I knew that whatever your reaction was, that was the emotion of the city, and you were the barometer. And and I love you. And I thought you were one of the greatest sports fans I've ever met in my life. And I wish you nothing but the best. I appreciate you. Can I say one thing about what Gannon said? Yes. Gannon said something, and it, and it made me think about Harry Roseman and how much I love that man even more. He said how we came up to him and say, hey, you know you're going to stay here and, and, and take that interview. In my mind, when somebody don't want you to be around them, you want to support them being somewhere else. So in my mind, I'm saying to myself, Howie and them say, don't get on this plane. Don't come back with us. You just lost. Help us. You lost this game for us. So keep your butt here. We don't want you back in Philadelphia. I mean, I'm paraphrasing. I know how he wouldn't say nothing like that. Yep. But when he said that out of his mouth, that wasn't to support him to say, "Go ahead, dude. Go ahead on. I got you. You know, you good. You good." No, 
don't get back on this plane because at the end of the day, what we saw from you, you just laid the biggest turd there is in Super Bowl. And then would you just play, Angelo? Yep. I'm, I'm see. I was not trying to go there. All right, Cheryl. Don't the, I? I know what you're thinking. I'm thinking the same thing. Cheryl, we'll talk. I love you. Take love care. You God bless. Wait a minute. I gotta give you one, baby. Give me, give me my last one. Give me one. I love you. Guys. Love you too, Cheryl. Wow. That was emotional. 215 592 9494. We come back. This was emotional too. This may be, for the more recent listeners, the benchmark. Gabe Kapler and I have oh. it out. And I just re listened to it. And he's even a bigger smack bass than I portrayed. <laughs> this guy, the way he tried to weasel out of one of his players not running is shameful. He should feel shame today. He rejected the opportunity to give me a little goodbye message. I don't want it, Gabe. I'm just thrilled you're not here anymore, you jackass. WIP Sports Time 760. For more than 30 years, NovaCare Rehabilitation has been the Delaware Valley's trusted hometown physical therapy provider. NovaCare is proud to be part of the healing journey of so many patients and athletes. So this year, whether you've set 2023 goals for yourself or just making your health and well-being a priority, NovaCare is here for you every step of the way on your road to recovery. NovaCare is your trusted PT partner for recovering from aches and pains, gaining strength, and preventing injury. And with more than 150 convenient locations in the greater Philadelphia and South Jersey area, there's no better time to make NovaCare's movement experts part of your healthcare team. On behalf of everyone at NovaCare, thank you for choosing them to get back to work, sports, and life. To learn more about the benefits of physical therapy and get on the road to recovery and wellness, schedule an appointment today at NovaCare.com. The Philadelphia Eagles trust NovaCare. So can you. NovaCare, the power of physical therapy. Brought to you by Lexus of Cherry Hill and Mount Laurel, where the finest automobiles reside. Nick Sirianni says whoever's their new defensive coordinator, Sirianni will allow, who's ever their new offensive coordinator, Sirianni will allow them to call the plays, much like he did with Shane Steichen. Plans to retain special teams coach Michael Clay, while CBS Sports' Jacina Anderson says the Eagles want to interview Vance Joseph, who is still under contract with the Cardinals. Speaking of the Cardinals, they introduced Jonathan Gannon as their new head coach, Good news for Arizona. Gannon is unsure if he'll continue to call the defensive plays. Not sure on that yet. Uh, it's that's going to depending. That's going to depend a little bit on the makeup of the staff. Um, you know, I got a really good blueprint in Philly of how that went with the head coach and how he adapted to make our team better. Um, so I'll I'll figure that out as we come. Gannon claimed he didn't know he was going to remain in Arizona to interview until after his defense got totally obliterated in the Super Bowl. He didn't actually say those last couple of words. NBC 10 first alert forecast brought to you by the Warriors for Dennis. Cloudy rain ending this afternoon. Temps dropping during the day to 45. It is currently 57. Issues with sleep apnea, the region's number one source for dental solutions in treating snoring and sleep apnea. Dr. Pastor online, drpaster.com. To stream 94 WIP, tell your smart speaker to play 94 WIP. 
All right, welcome back on our on my final show. Rhea's still going to be around. Johnson's not going anywhere. He has taken over the overnight shift that Big Daddy Graham did, and boy, what a great replacement. It's almost impossible to replace Big Daddy, and you are doing a phenomenal job with it, Johnson. I can't replace Loving you. It. can only continue on. However, in a sad note, I will never listen to you again because I'll then be sleeping. But <laughs> How often do you go to the bathroom? That is true. <laughs> I can get a spot for you. You know what? You, you call in, right? You know, we'll know the exact time. You're on four hours? Uh, it's, it's probably two P's if I time it right. right. You don't have to say uh, it like that. Anyway, I'm trying to. What right, anyway, Ava Graham, yes. give me your question of the day. Brought to you by Armin Chevrolet of Ardmore. Armin Chevrolet is celebrating their 23rd anniversary. Huge savings on every Armin Chevrolet Equinox. Find your roads, ArminChevy.com. Are you satisfied? What is going What is so funny? Are you satisfied with the way the Eagles handled the Jonathan Gannon criticism? 56% say no. 44% yeah, said you can't stop every play? Yeah. They thought that was okay? Yeah. One pass defended. Um, Rhea, one, that was such a great stat. Well, who are these 44%? And why are they not in mental institutions? Because they're just listening saying. to us. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, that indicates they're on a track to head out they're there anyway. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, one of the things that I will take great pride for is that I did represent the fan base against stupid sports figures who thought they could snooker you by snookering the media. There was no one in the 33 years I was here that was more dishonest to the fans than Gabe Kaplan, the former Phillies manager. Disingenuous, scripted, mostly in everything he All said. All the way through. Yep. And we got into the most ridiculous argument in the history of WIP. Gabe Kaplan came on after Andrew McCutcheon had blown out his ACL yep. because Gene Segura did not run to first, and they let the ball drop, and then they got uh, McCutcheon in a rundown, and he blew his yep. knee out. This was the most simple situation you could find. Correct. Gabe was scheduled to come on. It's my job to get the manager's thoughts about one player causing a season-ending injury to another. And instead of answering the question straight, he tried to complicate the matter, and I called him on it. If he ran, Kinsler wouldn't have dropped the ball. Hold on, hold on. 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 You want to go back to every other pitch? Right. What if there was a strike called earlier in the game that should have been a ball that changed the outcome of that at bat? Okay, you're trying you to complicate a very simple issue. No, he would not have not, been in a rundown if not, he didn't not. run. That's why okay. Kinsler let the ball drop. If he did run, Kinsler would have caught the ball and McCutcheon wouldn't have been in a rundown. True. Yeah, if, if there was, if there was a, a ball called earlier in the game, and no, about, you're just and trying to complicate extended. a simple issue, Gabe. It's not, okay, let's, let's go back. He to got caught in a rundown and blew his let's, knee out. Let's let's go back. Let's go back to your issue. Let's go back to your issue. Let's say I decide to take him out of the game in that situation. Yeah, something like that. Okay. It doesn't make it doesn't make Gene Segura better. It doesn't make the Phillies better. And I'm not going to do it just because you are upset. All right, uh, here's the irony of it. Uh, not long after that, Segura apologized for doing it and became a much better ball player for the incident. And actually became right. one of the most right. well-liked Phillies. Oh, yeah. And people were disappointed yes. when he didn't come back. I mean, right. 
He really did. This conversation ended with us expressing our dislike for each other. I am very frustrated with you. Okay. And I might have handled the show different. Otherwise, okay. um, I'd have to go back and look at everything in isolation. But right now, pretty okay. perturbed. I think you didn't handle the show in, in a fair and reasonable way. Okay. And that's probably the thing I'm most disappointed in, is okay. the way you handled the show. Well, I'm, I'm disappointed in some of the answers, so I guess we're equal on that. The best part about that, Ange, yeah. we were at the Borgata when that happened. Yeah. And when you guys started in on each other, Al and I, you know how Al always likes to put his head in his hands? We were, people were walking by and going, what is going on? It was it was wild. <laughs> I regret not Warden Ward. Good. And and I, if I had one thing I did differently, I would have done that more when people were saying, Nick Sirianni said stuff yesterday. It was exactly the same approach. Let me see if I can complicate it to a point where you won't blame the guy who is to blame. No, and here, that is Gannon. Here's what I will he say. He gave you yeah. a lot of gobbledygook. He's a much more honest he's man. He's a much more he's honest a, guy. He's, he's a not far scripted. better coach. Yes. In the moment yes. yesterday, he used a similar technique, and it's bogus. All yeah. right? It doesn't. That is not the issue. Worried about who is where to do it. You failed. You defended one pass in 60 minutes. That's a new stat we got now, Rhea, courtesy of Mike Lombardi. Oh, I will, that one will Holy stick. Holy mackerel. Wow. Let's go back to the phones. Tracy's up from Atlanta. Hi, Trace. Hi. How are you today, Tracy? <sighs> oh, this is bittersweet. I mean, I'm, I'm happy I called super early so I could get through, but I want to miss you. I don't know what I'm going to do. You're uh, my, you know, you're I'm sure you saw him a lot when he was playing at Alabama, and you told us from day one he was going to be great, and you were right. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad. I'm so happy. For him. I'm very proud of him. I'm, I'm glad I was, I was right, and I'm glad all these haters they can't say anything else now. Now they need to just shut up and go away. And I was also right on Devontae Smith, but I saw him every every weekend, yep. and I just was like, that's that Heisman dude right there. That's why he won it. Absolutely. You know football, Tracy. You really do. And you set us in the right direction on some very important Eagle players. Oh, thank you. Um, I'm not going to do a long-winded thing. I'm long-winded enough in my emails. But I'm going to let you know I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss this whole morning team, the way it's constructed. I'm going to miss Al. I'm going to miss you and Ava every day. I'm, I'm going to miss uh, Keith. I'm going to miss, you know, I'm sure I'm forgetting some people. I'm going to miss that whole structure. Um, but I'm so glad Rhea's staying. So, oh, Lisa, thank you, Trace. They better let you talk a lot because I still need my therapy and I can't afford it. Right. I'm with you. I want to hear more Rhea use. No. Especially that she will be attacking people other than me. Tracy, I love you. Thank you for being such a presence on our show and uh, the trips you took up from Atlanta where you won prizes and stuff. You've been amazing. And thank you for all your help over the years. Thank you. I got some Gannon stuff real quick. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, I'm going to make your day. Yeah, he sucks. And the fans were right about him. We knew from the start, this dude was going to come in and get a job with the Eagles saying he had no scheme. And then he gets a head coach's job taking in on, on paper his horrible scheme. So nice. it's not, I guess, what you know. I guess it's, it's, it's who you know. And we knew about him. We knew about Ben Simmons. We knew about Girardi. We knew about Kapler. We know about Glenn Rivers. He's going to be next. I don't know why we're keeping the special teams coach. Oh, and just for this, uh, when you said we were getting uh, the, the Arizona Cardinals, because I, I haven't listened to any sports thing all week except the morning show because I just couldn't stomach it, and I'm a sports junkie, so I just avoided all of it. Um, Arizona, my first thought was, doesn't the defense suck? So I checked real quick. 
uh, they allow the highest completion rate, 59.8% to opponents, surrendered right. the second most passing touchdowns, and the Cardinals weren't any better at stopping the run, allowing the 10th highest yards per carry. So I guess they got Gannon's clone. I don't know what's going on there. Tracy, you know your stuff, gal. Be a, don't be a stranger on WIP. I your will. voice will be heard. Uh, love you, Trace. Thank you, sweetie. I love you. I love you all. Tracy from Atlanta. I just said, if you're just tuning in, uh, the epic moment that happened yesterday happened at the Jonathan Gannon News Conference in Arizona, ironically, mm. uh, in which while this city is still drying its tears from maybe the worst, worst loss ever, Jonathan Gannon has totally gotten over it. In fact, it was a fun 48 hours, I'll say that, because uh, I enjoyed myself. I really enjoyed that he has gotten over it and enjoyed himself after he defended one pass in 60 minutes. See how I'm working it in now? <laughs> that is going to become my JoJo Avestas. It is. One. One pass <laughs> in a whole game. Every other receiver was so wide open, there was no one there to defend the pass. One of the Baldinger clips, you know, that he loves yep. his Baldy breakdowns, the the pass to um, one of the sideline passes to Juju uh, Schuster-Smith. Right. In that play, Travis Kelsey, kind of good, right? Yeah. Maybe completely wide open in the middle of the field. Uh, I mean, uh, no one even near him. When you play that soft zone between yeah. the 20s and don't adjust, and one other it's thing, pretty Johnson, difficult. Huh? When people call up or these experts we got our call up and say, the players make the play. The yeah. players are like, well, then why am I paying a coordinator? You have- when do you evaluate the coordinator if you're saying the players make the play? This is what- it's another gobbledygook comment. This is what drives me nuts. The coordinator has to put the players yes. in the position to make the play. And if they don't, it's on him. Yes. Thank you. Be here till 10 and then never again. <laughs> on the line. <laughs> i got to change that now. <laughs> Dr. Joel Fish is on the line. Hi, Doc. Good morning, Angela. How are you? Well, Doc, I got this email from an, a different psychologist who suggested that I might have some hard times ahead. Do you hear that? Do you think that's going to happen? You mean in retirement? Yeah. He, they, they, this, uh, it was a woman, and she said, I think you're about to crash and burn. No, oh, I, I don't believe that. she's a therapist I want. Wow. <laughs> and then she said, I can help you through this. Yeah, and there's I went, a shock. Was there I a didn't, suicide hotline? I didn't, I didn't think Crash and Bird until she mentioned it. What do you think, Doc? Am I in no, trouble Angela, here? You, you, you've been preparing for this in your mind for a while. Yeah. Uh, you're going to face your fears. You're, you're going to talk to other people who've gone through this before. Um, you're going to be patient, which isn't your most uh, natural trait. And most importantly... In Philly, we trust the process. Hang in there. You're going to be fine. All right, Doc, listen. This city is in pain right now over what happened in that Super Bowl. What advice do you give them? Well, the advice that us Philly fans always have. We talk about it. We're in it together. We get it off our chest, knowing that we're going to be resilient. We're going to be ready for the next season, and we're going to bring that bring-it-on attitude. And you know what? That's part of Philadelphia. That's who we are. That's what we do. We'll be ready when, when the next ball goes up or the next ball is hit or the next football flies. And I'll tell you right now, Doc, if I do run into any turbulence, Dr. Joe Fish is my first call. You're the best, my friend, the best. Well, Angela, I got to tell you, you know, we've talked for 18 years, and I'm, I'm close to figuring you out. Not quite there yet, but um, we've talked psychology, and, you know, we've talked about how important it is to develop meaningful relationships. And, 
is I listen to the people call you. You've developed thousands and thousands of, of meaningful relationships. I hope you can soak in all the good things that people say. And, you know, you provided continuity and stability for all of us in a very changing world. You and the morning team, you know, have been our anchors. So we, we can't thank you enough. You know, soak in all the good things people are saying, and you're going to be fine. Well, I have said this before, but I will say it one last time, Dr. Joe Fish. You are the most intelligent guest we have ever had on this show. There were times when I was asking you questions that I could tell you already knew the answer. You are brilliant, and I appreciate you sharing your brilliance with our audience. Thank you, Doc. Thank you, Angel. All the best. Centers for Sports Psychology hmm. throughout the area. And can, I ask, can yeah. I ask you something? Yes. So the next time you watch a game and yep. something controversial happens or right. something aggravates you, right? what are you going to use as your outlet? I'm just going to yell and scream like an idiot. Yeah. I do that during the games anyway. And you think that will suffice? He'll text me. I'll text Rhea. <laughs> and the, the really good thing about texting Rhea is, unlike here where we must watch our language, there, that's the real loss. Oh. Both of us. I love it. 215-592-9494. Lots more of your great calls. We come back. We had two campaigns fairly early in our tenure here. One worked great and one didn't work at all. I'll give you a little insight into both and some audio when we return. WIP Sports Type 735. Window Nation has the coolest deal ever for keeping you warm. Get two windows free with every two you buy with zero down payment, zero monthly payments, and pay zero interest for 24 months. Now is the perfect time to take advantage of Window Nation's deep discounts, all while reinvesting in your biggest asset. Not to mention the savings on your energy bills. Up to 43% of your home's utility bills goes to heating and cooling. With new Window Nation windows, you can cut those energy bills during these cold winter months by keeping your hot air in and the cold air outside. Go with the window company that has installed over 1 million windows, including in my home. All with 96% customer satisfaction. Now's the time to upgrade the look and feel of your home, all while saving on your energy bills. Call 866-90-NATION. Get two windows free with every two you buy with no limit. Plus, make no down payment, no payments, and pay no interest for 24 months. This offer won't last long. Call Window Nation today, 866-90-NATION, or go to windownation.com. And Al Morganti has arrived. He's here. How you doing, Al? I'm doing good. I don't know. Did you hear? This is the last one. You know... When I was an altar boy, I had to do this thing called Stations of the Cross. Yeah. It reminds me of this. <laughs> All right. I'm going to sense. Wow. <laughs> Al has not enjoyed the, this long send-off. Really? He has not enjoyed it. He does not enjoy emotion. Oh, I man. believe, Al, we just had Dr. Fish on. I think you should see him. You really? Yeah, I think he would. He could not hurt. Oh, God. Right, but anyway, it's good yeah. to have you here, Al. We got Yo. a lot of ground to cover. In fact, this is good time because in our early days, Yo. we were still naive enough to think that we could affect stuff. Mm-hmm. And and we took credit for stuff we probably didn't deserve. All right. But we held, t- first five years we were here, we held a big rally in Love Park. 
because we wanted the Eagles to re-sign Reggie White. Mm-hmm. Remember, that was a point where I had a, a kind of a crush yeah. on on the uh, anchor person at Channel 10, Jane Robolo. Oh, God. And Jane Robolo, she was our, um, like our main speaker. Okay. Because we couldn't get any sports people because <laughs> they all hated us. Yeah. But we went out there, and we wanted to put pressure on the cheapskate owner of the Eagles, Norman Bramer. Okay. And out. We thought we got a couple of hundred. All right. We got 5,000 people wow, on Love a, Park. That must have been cool. It was, uh, <laughs> you were there. Oh. We, we, I could still see <laughs> They were Love running Park. pictures of yeah. it And outside. all these people here, and we're chanting, we want Reggie, we want. Then Jane Robolo comes out. She's beautiful. And they're all going, oh, hubba hubba, yo. Woo! They were they were they were like whistling <laughs> were whistling and stuff. Yeah. And you got uh have a heart. He's he's giving a great speech. Okay. We're all giving speeches. Yes. And then like the next day, <laughs> he signed with Green Because God told him to. And then yes. he said <laughs> God told him to. <laughs> and then he did come back on our show oh. later to explain how he ended up not giving in to the pressure of our rally. When I think about Philadelphia, we had more talent here than we had in Green Bay. We just couldn't put it together. Yeah, and mm. and now that was it. He yeah, left. He left. But we did succeed, at least on the surface, uh-huh. in recruiting for the Eagles, former Cowboy, Herschel Walker. Oh. Now, Al, do you remember how that played? Um, I remember there was a car parade it was called honk for herschel yeah i wish we were and doing you that were year. back then you were more of a street reporter that was another job you hated but yeah kept, but yeah. you were very good at it of course i was so we put al out on the street <laughs> and it was going to be at the absolute stroke of 8 a.m mm-hmm. we were going to get the entire city to honk their horns for herschel walker that's a great idea and then it would get national headlines of them and he would sign here well, what we realized as we were setting it up is uh, not everyone who was in their car was listening to us. And we were thinking that it would not get quite the honk that we were hoping for. Enter our producer, Joe Wechter. Oh. What you heard on the air was a honk, Al, that was highly, highly enhanced. Really? By sound effects. You couldn't pick that up? And here's what it sounded like. Okay, the moment of truth is here. Let's go down to Al Morgani for Honk for Herschel. All right, I'm in between the Spectrum and the Vet right here at the sports complexes. We're ready to go. All the cars are here ready to go. All lined up to honk for Herschel. I'm going to give him a count of three, two, one, go. Am I right to assume that after that first smattering of horns, that kind of stayed that way, and then we enhanced it with the other horns? It was like one car. <laughs> you know what was my tip-off? <laughs> the Model T horn. Right, yeah. but here's the kicker. Then we got Herschel walk around and played the bogus honk that we gave. And he was overwhelmed by it, Al. And yeah. he went, wow. I, uh, you know, I've always loved Philly. And he did a whole thing on how much we love. Mm-hmm. And he signed here. Yes. And then, oh, Johnson, we took full credit. Well, sure. But there were really not many people that were actually doing the honk. Do you think he ever learned the truth? 
I don't know if he learned the truth. Not to we this did. day. No. In anything. We didn't. Hold on. <laughs> Al is now referencing his political career. But, but here's the thing. All right? Here's the thing. We didn't even let it out for many years that we had done that. Okay. But it were, I don't think it had any bearing. I think ultimately he took the most money. Mm-hmm. That's usually what happens. Yep, just like Reggie. In God we trust. Yep. <laughs> Both of those guys took the most money out, but we did take credit yeah. for that second one. Absolutely. Why not? You yeah. got to do something, right? On the line, Al, is the uh, great kicking uh, coach for the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Former mayor of Malton, New Jersey. Missed an extra kick on Thanksgiving Day. Lost oh the game. Oh, my God, Al. <laughs> Don't do that. Go. Ladies and gentlemen, Randy Brown. Hi, Randy. Hey, good morning. The crew, Al, the uh, <laughs> Jonesy, and the great Angelo. Angelo, uh, I spend most of my time in Baltimore here, and I, I, I heard through the grapevine that you've had a retirement month, and I wanted to make sure I <laughs> said thanks, thanks. congratulations. Well, Randy, thank you very much. Randy, uh, you were the coach of the greatest kicker in the NFL in Justin Tucker. Would you acknowledge that, Randy? Oh, well, I still am, thankfully. I'm in year yeah. 16 now. Right. Wow. Year. wow. Year 16, and Justin has been our kicker for 11. He's the greatest kicker that's ever played the game. Right. He's the clutchest kicker that's ever played the game. And he's transformed the game the same way that you've transformed Sports Talk Radio. And you guys are very similar in your transformative ways, my friend. Wow. Really? Uh, just the end of his career so- kicking. <laughs> <laughs> so, Randy, is he retiring too? <laughs> Let's hope not. Randy, hope not. I get paid every, every two weeks because of him. I know you're a good kicking coach. I, I also think you're a damn good mayor. You were controversial, Utah, but did you enjoy being the mayor of Malta, New Jersey? So a couple of things. I loved being mayor. We did the best snow plowing, as Albert yes, always said. Yes. We did the best snow plowing in New, in New Jersey. There's only one thing, Angelo, that happened to me as mayor multiple times that I'm glad I'm not mayor anymore. And that's the calls from you after you got a speeding ticket at 4.05 right. in the morning. That did Heading happen. from Medford into the city. Oh. That did happen, Al. I cannot <laughs> deny it. Yeah. But I am also proud to say. Mm-hmm. And and how many years have you been married now, Randy? Uh, I've been married for 19 wow. years. So and how many kids? Trisha. How many kids? I have I have uh, Tyler, you know, coaches for the Eagles. And then I have uh, Ryan and Mackenzie who are 15 and 17. Wow. And I, Al, was the best man. Nice. At that wedding. At what was the name of that place? It was beautiful. The, the mansion Hills? in Voorhees. Oh, yeah. The mansion in Voorhees. The mansion in Voorhees. Randy Brown, thank you for checking in on our last show. It was an yeah. honor having you part of it for all these years. You're the best. Thanks, guys. Randy Brown out. Yes. He's the coach of Justin Tucker. How good is that guy? Mike's up from Douglasville. Hi, Mike. Hey, how y'all doing? How are you feeling today, Mike? You know, before I get into that, um, I just want to say thank you for. You know, taking my calls the past, like, I don't know, two and a half years or something, um, you know, giving uh, a voice to this fan base and, you know, listen to some of our ridiculous statements that, you know, we really appreciate it, you know, giving us a chance to, like, bend and everything. Um, you're, you're, you're definitely going to be missed. But I know Joe and John are going to do a great job and, you know, Rhea and everybody else. But I just want to say thank you. Well, um, Mike, Mike, can you answer a question for me? Because I have been playing. You're a real regular caller. You're a terrific caller. Where the hell is Douglasville? 
So, I'm about an hour and 15 minutes uh, west of the city. Oh, okay. Pretty much, if you just go west about an hour and 15 minutes, find farmland, you're pretty close. Maybe I'll check it out, so I got a little extra time coming up. I might try that. Mike, can I just run by you what happened yesterday? Uh, Jonathan Gannon said that he's had a fun 48 hours, and the Eagles said in explaining the second half, you can't stop every play. Do you find those satisfactory answers? Absolutely not. I mean, first of all, Gannon having a fun 48 hours while we've had a miserable past, I don't know, four days, five days, whatever it's been, is so frustrating beyond all belief. Now, I'm sure getting a head coaching job is something to be excited about, but to sit there and act like this game didn't just happen just annoys the absolute hell out of me. I mean, I I was going to call in and say, like, I'm trying to put this game behind me and move on. I I can't do that now. Now I'm pissed off all over again. Absolutely. I'm with you. Mike, if they're not suffering, it makes me suffer more because I get angry, and then I want to blame them even more. But you're a great caller, Mike, and I appreciate it. Maybe I'll visit you down there. I I didn't get your thoughts yet on that. So Jonathan Gannon gets the job, and he's got a – he brings with him his call sheet, basically his play sheet from the Super Bowl. No other materials but that. I'm guessing that when he's doing the interview in Arizona, he figures they're going to be grilling him on how he blew the biggest game of his career, right? Well, yeah. But then – Then he says that he has managed to get past what happened. And I want your reaction to what he said. Obviously, I have a lot of energy and and emotion that went into the game and then losing that game and then uh, staying the night here, not knowing I was going to stay the night and interview for a head coaching job. But uh, you take everything in stride and you do the best that you can. And uh, I'll say that it was a fun 48 hours. I'll say that uh, because I enjoyed myself. What do you think? We got paid. No, no. What do you think? That <laughs> That's what I think. He got over it. We didn't. Yeah. That's upsetting to me. It's an injustice. He wanted to be head, both of them and want to be head coaches. And uh... No, no. It's an injustice that we are still really frustrated with the game. Yeah. And he's enjoying he's got himself. another job. He's done. Yep. It's as simple as that. So how did he, how did he reconcile in his mind how he failed? He got paid. He was he, everything's money to you. Well, I mean, about, he's, I mean, he's, he's still got to look in a mirror. He's set for life, no yeah. matter what happens. You believe they gave him a six-year deal? <laughs> uh, I mean, the guy is set for life. They gave him a six-year contract. Yeah, he, you you will know if they hire this advanced Joseph. Yeah, yeah. It will tell you everything you need to know about they what they really thought about what happened in the Super Bowl. Because he's aggressive. It's completely opposite. All right, I would love the Van. <laughs> then I love Vance Joseph. But all right, let me try one more with you. Then this is Nick Sirianni. Yo trying to, you know, rationalize what happened in the second half. Listen, there's going to be things like you can't stop every play every time. You just can't. And But you guys got beat on it early in the year. Yeah, we've gotten beat on a lot of different things, right, throughout throughout the year. Like you give a little, you get a little, right? There's You're not going to be able to stop every, every single thing. Does that help you at all? No. <laughs> I mean, how's it going to – I mean, he answers – It was give, 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 him, give him credit. I mean, he answers everything to, I mean, to the Not satisfactorily we, in that case. I mean, he – man, does he tell you – I mean, he even told us yeah. – well, some – Bob, I guess it is, tells me what you're going to ask all the time. I'm not prepared for it, but I didn't expect this. Or, yeah. I'm like, wow, that was – then he went – then he even had to stop himself a couple of times. 
Like, you ever see a guy hit themselves and go, yeah, stop. I'm talking about Rocky. <laughs> like, <laughs> he slapped himself in the head. <laughs> That's what it looked like happened. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <I put> the, <laughs> you didn't think so? I, I, uh, he kept going, and he knows that he's going down Al. a rabbit hole. He goes, hits himself. No, the stop with Rocky. Show, Al is actually hitting him. <laughs> right. No, he is, and, and he should. Right. Anne Marie, when Al gives his own little speech later, I'm, I'm hoping give he a does. You told me you oh, had something right. you wanted to I, say. Uh, no, not speech. yet. Okay. Not yet. <laughs> Just calm down. We got two more hours. What are you rushing for? Anne Marie is up from Downingtown. Hi, Anne Marie. Hey, Angelo. How are I you today, couple, sweetie? Good. And I have a couple things to say. Okay. Uh, that that Sirianni could say that, that you don't make every play. He didn't make any plays in the second half. I was expecting to hear Hassan Reddick's name, like, during the game. I heard no Hassan Reddick. Yeah. Uh, and and um, I, I had told people before the game, the defense has to show up. And Hertz has to show up. Well, half of that happened. Hertz showed up. There was no defense, and my mouth was dropped open. I was at my brother's. It was horrible. Well, Anne-Marie, we got new information today from Mike Lombardi in the entire game. What happened? What say it? Al, they defended one pass. Wow. That's horrible. Every other I receiver. I had the under. Was, <laughs> every other receiver was <laughs> wide open the whole oh. game. Wow. Oh, um, wow. Travis Kelsey was open. But I have yep. I have a poem for you. All right, let's hear it. I have a, okay, and real quick, I've only been listening for three years, but you got me through the pandemic, all of you guys, because I had to get out of my house and hear somebody else talk. Thank I you. never had uh, sports radio on before, but – I called in because I couldn't stand Ben Simmons so much that I had to talk about it. <laughs> well, if it does any good, we still hate him. Yeah, everybody okay. does Let's now. Let's hear it, Embry. Yeah. I got a ton okay, here. I want to hear it. Okay, Angelo Cataldi, where would we be? Your insights, your humor, the voice made me turn into that classic noise. Three thir- thir- 33 years of laughs, knowledge, and fun. You left no comment, no caller, no issue undone. Cataldi, you are second to none. You made my mornings and others a time to behold. Finding you at the end of the sports rainbow, we struck gold. Thank you, Angelo, for your work ethic, your gruff laugh, and your inspiration to all. Woe is me that you won't again take my call. Much time off. You have earned your due. Rest, Isle, and family are waiting for you. Enjoy, Angelo. Grazie. That's beautiful. Emery, thank you so much. And thank all the people who have gone to great ends here to honor us at the end. 215-592-949. If we come back, Al, one of my favorite Eagles, even though he wasn't here very long, from Washington, Brian Mitchell. At his request. B. Mitch wanted to come on. (laughs) Al, remember he brought the posse in and physically intimidated us? He was terrific. (laughs) Apparently he's come around now, I'm hoping. (laughs) WIP Sports Time is 756. Welcome back. We are in our final show halfway through with lots more great highlights, fantastic guests for it. Now, when I was a reporter, I alienated many of the people I interviewed. Okay. And several of them attempted to assault me. Good. Right? Uh, You may remember the Bob McCammon incident. Yeah, he's dead. He was the, what's that? He's dead. He died? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, he <laughs> uh, when I was covering, it, it was actually what happened there was I was covering the Flyers, and uh, Al got me a quote 
from the GM of the Boston Bruins, who's a Harry, Harry Sinden. Sinden. He's alive. And then uh, they, they read the quote that Harry gave Al. Yeah. And then um, uh, Bob McCammon thought I had just tried to set him up, and he said, you're a bleep bleep. And then he picked up. He had um, donuts. He had eaten these little donuts. He had donut of sugar all over his mouth. And he began chasing me while wearing skates. Really? <laughs> I was not wearing skates, so I did have an advantage. Yeah, not but much. He, not he, much, I would he say. He still <laughs> appeared to be gaining ground <laughs> yes, on he me did. until Timmy Kerr grabbed him and wow. held him back from attacking me. The only time <laughs> that it ever happened in radio involved my all-time favorite special teams guy, mm-hmm. Brian Mitchell. He had come here, Al. We welcomed him with open arms. Right. But then he didn't like some of the things I was saying, and he arrived at our studios at Fifth Street mm-hmm. with a posse of ominous types. <laughs> and he is on the line now. Brian Mitchell now is a big star at 106.7, the fan in D.C. Still my all-time favorite special teams guy, Brian Mitchell. Hi, b Mitch. What's up, man? How you doing? All right, b Mitch. what was that about where you showed up with those guys that appeared to be wanting to rough me up? <laughs> Uh, we were, we were just trying to put a little fear in your heart. That's all it was. <laughs> it, it was the McNabb stuff and then oh. some little clip you you all ran and said, I don't always bring my, uh, my A game or something like that. I said but it that? Was all this that fun. was dumb. <laughs> B-, B Mitch, the one thing I got from the day you got here, you understood this part of it. That's why you're so successful now in radio. You know that part of this is showbiz, right? Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, like I said, we we started off like that, but then we became friends, and it, it was nothing, uh, any hard feelings or anything. It was just, it was in fun. I had uh, my friends Bubba and Jason. They were bouncers at the uh, place I did the show at, and I said, "Hey, come, let's go to uh, Angelo's show in the morning and just uh, scare him a little." <laughs> yeah, the truth is, Brian, can we acknowledge now, you didn't need those guys to kick my ass. You could have done yeah, it with it, one it, arm. It was, a show, it was a show of it, you know, these Jason and, and Bubba were at least 380 apiece. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, that wouldn't have been pretty, Al. That wouldn't have been pretty. Hey, B. Mitch, I'm, I'm glad I'm talking to you today because one of the things that happened in the Super Bowl was a massive return by Tony. Yeah. And I, I could you help me to understand how that happened? What happened on that play? I think the coverage team overplayed everything. He started off to the left, and then uh, when he broke right, everybody was already on the other side of the hash mark. And, all his guys had to do was shield him. You know, he has enough speed to uh, make a big play, and I think that's what coaches say about staying in your lane. They did not stay in their lane right there, and when he came back the other side, it was over for him. All right, it, it, can I blame the coach for that, B. Mitch? You can blame the players for the overzealousness in that game. You know, I think well, what happens is you get into a Super Bowl and you want to make the play, and they're looking at a situation where we can go make, I can go stop the guy, and they have a long field. Our defense probably can hinder them a lot, but Nobody made the play. Everybody thought they were going to make it, and they all got out of their lanes and left a big old lane open on the right side, and he went up the sideline. Almost got in the end zone, but he didn't. I just think ultimately special teams is that thing about when, whenever you make that one little mistake and you leave a lane wide open, it can hurt you. I, this, what, what we're hearing here, this is interesting. It's like the hero syndrome. You're in the biggest game. The world is mm-hmm. watching. I want to be the hero. Brian, did did you see that on defense too? Because the defense couldn't stop a damn thing in the second half. I don't know exactly what happened to him right there because nobody got. I kept my whole thought was that the Eagles would win the game because their defense, I felt, would give them the edge. They couldn't get to Patrick Mahomes, and when they they got uh, into the backfield, he was able to run up the middle of the field on them, even with a hurt ankle. So 
I don't know what happened or did they change up some things, but they could not get pressure on the quarterback at all. All right, you're down at D.C. Um, obviously, we still have something down there that very much interests us, and that is Carson Wentz. Is he done there? What's going to happen to Wentz and, uh, with the commanders, B. Mitch? As soon as they can release him, he's gone. Yeah? Wow. He's out. <laughs> he's out. Uh, like, you know, they've already stated that uh, they're going to go with, with uh, Sam Howell next year. Uh, this week, this year, he's going to be the starting quarterback. You're not going to pay Carson $27 million to do what? I mean, what we saw last year, he's not worth $2 million. That sucks. All right, so but, but what happens to Wentz? Does anybody else give him a shot here, B. Mitch? Uh, I think he will. I don't think he's going to be a starter anymore. I think he's going to be running that, uh, you know, that backup role. And then again, you don't know if he's going to be that type of guy. You know, his personality is a little quirky and weird to me. So I don't know how he fits into a locker room. Uh, I watch how the players reacted when he was starting and around him, and it, it's nothing cool. It's nothing cool. So you watch how they reacted with Heineke and also how who two guys who also aren't. I mean, Howell hadn't had a chance yet. Heineke has shown us he's average. But there were those players react a totally positive way to them, but not to win. So it's something up with his uh, attitude or mindset that throws guys off. That's what we saw here too, Brian. Hey, B, uh, uh, give me, uh, is sports talk as aggressive in D.C. as we are here? Well, it, it's aggressive coming from my show. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, because I honed a lot of my skills up there from you all. and uh, you know, But, you know, I, I was born that way, raised that way. My dad believes in always believe in telling people the truth about something. You know, they get pissed if they want, but they're going to respect you in the long run. And I think a lot of people there, you know, even I saw Andy gave you a sitting off. People may not like what you say, but they respect the fact that you said it and you weren't running from it. The problem with a lot of media types is that they say things, but they never, ever are public, public about anything. They always try to slip it in on you. But if you say stuff and they know you said it and you own it, what the hell can they be? They can't be mad about it. They better respect you for, because of that. Brian, if you took 1% of what you do in radio from us, you know how much I loved you as a player. That's a tremendous mm-hmm. honor. We are honored that you would have listened and maybe taken 1% of it out to your show. I love that, I just, Brian. Look, I, like, I got the feeling everybody talk about how, how Philly is. I say, you know what? They just hold you accountable. You know, they're honest. They're truthful. And also passionate and understand the game. So a lot of people here just, oh, I just love anybody in the Burger and Cole. Love them when they suck. I think that's stupid to me. You know, if, you, if you're doing your job and you're going out there and giving a lot of effort, we're going to respect that, and I think the fans are going to respect that too. But if you show up with all this hype and you don't live up to it anywhere close, you should, you should hear about it. And I believe that, so that's why I do it here. And, uh, you know, Ron Rivera's probably pissed at me right now, but who cares? See, that's a badge of honor, B. Mitch. B. Mitch, oh, yeah. you're still my all-time favorite special teams guy. I wish you were here as the special teams coach. You would straighten these boys out. Oh, I wouldn't take anything for I, Look, my thing is anybody that steps in there, they need to hear it the right way. They're, people are pissed at Eric Bieniemy because they say he holds players accountable. What else do you want a coach to do? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Brian Mitchell, thank you so much for checking in with us today. Take care of yourself and have great success, brother. The tre- tremendous man, Brian Mitchell. Love that guy. Joe's up next. Hi, Joe. Good morning, Ange. How are you I feeling know. today, Joe? You know, being a Phillies fan, a Philly sports fan, I'm past it. I'm past it. You know, I could have been like the people who were trying to sell Tom Brady's sand off the beach. I could have cornered the market in Super Bowl Philly uh, pole grease, you know, but yeah. – <laughs> But um, think about listening to you and Brookie from my gym office. 
you know, I could say I'm probably one of your uh, loyal, longest loyal uh, callers as well. Uh, I remember going to a a Wingbo qualifier uh, with my son, who was a baby, and Bill Berkey comes up and just palms him in one hand. You know, I'm like, yeah, let me hold this boy here. Uh, my daughter would listen to you in her high chair, and she would hear what you would, would come over, and she'd be saying, that's Angelo in the morning, guys. And even with my fiancé, hearing Tony Bruno talking about taking his pancakes and swabbing the deck to pick up the last drop of syrup off his plate. And she goes, she goes I thought this was a sports talk radio station. And I go, yeah, they, they cover sports at times, too. Yeah, Joe, that was the formula. Thank you so much for being a part of it. The formula that we learned from our boss, Tom Bigby, many years ago, it wasn't just sports. You had to incorporate your own life into it. You had to do stuff that people would want to talk about, right, Al? That's the way we did it. Um, well, let's not give him too much credit. He, he just wanted to talk about one thing always, and that's it. I understand that. <laughs> wow. I, was, I, I mentioned him in my speech. I should take that out then? I mean, you know, he did some good things. He did? Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> glad you got here. Uh, a couple other things here. I just want to um, – there's a, a couple of things you need to hear here. Yo. I was suspended from what? WIP. No. One time. Oh. When was this? When the link first opened. So that had to be, what, 20 years ago? Pretty yeah. close? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what happened was this. A guy attempted on the first – it was a preseason game. He attempted to bring a hoagie into the game. And and they stopped him and said, the new policy now at the link is you cannot bring a hoagie in. Got to buy their food. Oh, you got to buy their food. And then I went nuts. And I went crazy about the security of the stock. And I uh, I, I used a couple of uh, uh, what you call uh, metaphors that were not acceptable. Mm-hmm. All right? But here's the bottom line on it. Hmm. What a phony Joe Banner was. Oh. All right? Joe Banner... All Joe Bader did in the years he was a president of the team is alienate everyone else in the city, including the other teams. That is why when they did the outdoor hockey game, they did it in the Citizens Bank Park because <laughs> nobody could deal with that yep. pompous Fans to bring hoagies in that they made themselves. They brought it. It became a big thing. Mm-hmm. Used to be a big thing, yeah. And then Banner went out to counter it by explaining why you could not endanger fans the way we wanted to by bringing hoagies to the game. Now I want to know who's going to be here if, God forbid, there's an incident in the building and we ignore the advice of all these security experts so somebody can bring a hoagie in the building. How ridiculous is it to even suggest we should do that? What? He said that you could use a hoagie as a weapon. Yep. Beat to death with salami. (laughs) (laughs) That guy. What a jerk. Never been any. Because you look around. You see the Flyers walking in on Super Bowl day. Every single one of them wearing an Eagles jersey. Right. The Phillies putting up, you know, go go Uh birds. I mean, the Sixers. He just, it was all about him. What a jerk. Joe, I hope you listen today. One last time, screw you. Did he send uh-huh. a uh, welcome message? No, I don't Shockingly. Did. I didn't. Did. I, and the other one, and we didn't get one from Jeff Lurie, either, the owner. Oh, yeah. He has never loved us. That's fine. He I played understand football it. with us, though. He yeah. did. But when we first started, 
I am now going to play for you. <laughs> the last time he appeared on the show, it was around 30 years ago. Okay. Even though we have been the flagship station the whole time, he has distanced himself from this show. Fine, I'm no problem. I'm not trying to win you over anyway. We were at Suburban Station. He had just started, and they would do it a campaign. I, it might have been uh, the Eagles fly for leukemia back then. It was an early thing, and we would do it a radio thought. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is the only appearance Jeff Lurie ever made on the WIP morning show. Absolutely. I am a, a, a football fan to begin with, and uh, WIP probably has more football fans than anybody in uh, probably in the United States. So they're my compatriots. You know, I enjoy sitting in a bar talking about trade, talking about uh, football of any type, all four sports, actually, and uh, you guys are, uh, you know, really a part of that. That was uh, that did not last long <laughs> at all. Uh, he's been a good owner, though. He's been a fine owner. Yeah, yeah, I have no yeah. problem with yeah. that. And Especially he when did he got not, rid of Banner. After the early years when he did try to get me in trouble with the league, and he sent a letter was, to our president. Wasn't that Banner? Cecil R. Forster Jr. Well, it was he? And he was his name was on the yeah, sheet. Yeah, Banner wrote and that. And they they said <laughs> that they they wanted to put the pressure on us to remain the flagship. And to the credit of Cecil Forster, our president then, and Tom Bigby, mm-hmm. they said, go pound Sam. What was the letter saying you were too critical of the team? They or? would say that I was out of control and that you needed to rein me in or, yeah. get, or, or preferably fire get rid oh, of wave me. the pom-poms. Right, but they didn't do it. No. And, and to their credit. And I'll tell you who else was behind that. Who's that? You know who owned the team then? No, no. Ed Snyder. Ed, yeah, well, Ed was great. Ed Snyder hated this station with a passion <laughs> and defended us to the death. It was awful. He, he's, and it hurt him greatly that he had to fight people for a station he hated. He ultimately, despised. just so yeah. you know, ultimately, Ed Snyder traded WIP in the Eric Lindros deal. For Eric. <laughs> it was for you, Eric. Used the cash to get they Eric. kicked in $15 million, yeah. which they got to sell the station into the Lindros deal. Yeah. No. That's oh, yeah. a true story. Two one five, and you know what, Al? I'm pr- I'm proud that yeah. we got traded for Lindros. Two one five. Thought I was included. I was learning my French. Yeah, Al, th- Al thought he was on the team at that point. So Kate kissed the was dropping off uh, stuff from the yeah. Flyers. Yeah. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We still got time. Jump in. WIP Sports Time eight seventeen. Any dog person knows the most valuable thing in the world is spending time with your pet. The farmer's dog makes it easy to keep them healthy which can give you more quality years with them. Dogs at healthy weights can live as much as 16% longer than overweight ones. That's two and a half years. The farmer's dog makes and delivers fresh, healthy dog food. It's recommended by vets, nutritionally balanced, and made from human-grade ingredients in safe, clean kitchens. They send the food pre-portioned specifically for your dog, based on the unique nutritional needs. It's always the right time to begin investing in their health, helping you live more healthy and happy years together. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash healthier years 23. Brought to you by Window Nation. Listen, there's going to be things like you can't stop every play every time. You just can't. And But you guys got beat on it early in the year. Yeah, we've gotten beat on a lot of different things, right, throughout throughout the year. Like you give a little, you get a little, right? There's You're not going to be able to stop every, every single thing. That is Nick Sirianni on Thursday, according to Mike Lombardi, earlier on the WIP Morning Show. The Eagles defend it 
one pass play in the Super Bowl. One. Architect of the Eagles defense in that Super Bowl loss, Jonathan Gannon, introduced as the new head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Gannon, who famously said when he arrived in Philadelphia he had no scheme, says his defense in Arizona will be adaptable to any new offense trends and looks. Gannon adding, it will not be the same from week to week. Take advantage of Window Nation's deep discounts. Get two free windows with every two you buy and pay nothing for two full years. 866-90-NATION or windownation.com. NBC 10 First Alert Forecast brought to you by Mark's Jewelers. Cloudy rain ending this afternoon. Temps dropping through the day to 45. It is currently 56. Looking to get engaged? Visit the home team with the best selection. Mark's Jewelers. To stream 94 WIP, tell your smart speaker to play 94 WIP. Welcome to 822. Quick story with Sealski. Yes, I helped get him into Columbia Journalism School. Uh, And they didn't take my call for a week because I had never given a dime to them after I left. Oh. And then I still didn't give a dime to them. Well, they got enough money. You know how they got him in? Because he was brilliant. You see his work? Now he's brilliant. Mike's a great writer. Tremendous writer. They never regret it. What a tremendous man that is. He is one of our great success stories. Ava Graham, question of the day. Brought to you by Armin Chevrolet. Armin Chevrolet is celebrating their 23rd anniversary. Find new roads. Visit ArminChevy.com to see Armin's quality certified one owner, low mileage, pre-owned inventory. Are you satisfied with the way the Eagles handled the Jonathan Gannon criticism? 56% say no. All right, the 44% that did it, I'm giving you an assignment. Listen to the Mike Lombardi hit on our show this morning. Mike Lombardi, far more effectively than we have, Johnson, yeah. took down Gannon and what he did. And far more it credibility. Was brilliant. Now, new question. New question. What will you miss most about the WIP morning show? Hosts, guests, callers, comedy bits. Al? Um... Well, I'm in here. How am I going to – how would I miss yeah. it? Maybe you're going to uh, miss yourself. Uh, there's Comedy Conklin? Comedy yes. is Conklin. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go uh, um, the callers because I love these people. What do you got, Abe? Host. Johnson. Yeah, it's the host. Not the host. Of course it is. Reuse. Was there a chance for none of the above? <laughs> <laughs> I would have taken that. You write it in? <laughs> wow. Uh, that is great. Uh, on the line with this right now, you want to hear somebody who graduated from WIP. We had nothing to do with this, mm. but became a superstar yeah. mm-hmm. at NFL Network. No, not Colleen Wolf. She, no. We did have a little to do with her. Yeah, yeah, she's so This good. guy was the midday producer yeah. who went to the top. Yep. Mike Garofalo's out of line. Hi, Mike. I have no no way that that is true, that you had nothing to do with it, Angelo. There's just no way, and uh, I'm, I'm going to get a little wistful here this morning. But we, if you'd rather rip uh, NFL coaches first, we could do that first. <laughs> oh, yeah, so let's start with heart, that. Yeah. Mike, I'm getting a narrative from a lot of people that I should not be blaming the defensive coordinator when in the second half the Chiefs touchdown, 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 and yeah. then it would have been a fourth one, but they slid down at the one. How do you not blame the coordinator? Uh, well, I mean, listen, I know I didn't know if you were going to go body of work or second half. I mean, you go second half. Yeah, I mean, it's it's and Jonathan Gannon would tell you they did not play well in the second half. They didn't coach well enough the second half, and they didn't make the the proper adjustments. Now you heard Nick Sirianni 
yesterday talk about that first touchdown where they ran the corn dog. Right. Uh, we didn't execute it well, which he then turned back to the coaches and said, well, we've got to do a better job teaching them so they execute it better. And then he said the second one, they got us. Right? Yeah. They got us. Like, so it, was, it was not the right call. So there was a little mixture of both. And, you know, I've, tra- I've traded some texts with Gannon in the last couple of days as he's taken the Arizona job. And uh, he's expressed uh, disappointment in, in how everybody did in the second half. Didn't get enough stops. So, yeah. All right, wait a minute. He also said that he's having fun now. He's having fun now, the past Mike, 48 Mike, hours. you know this city. <laughs> is this something you should be saying after after you ruined our season? Listen. It was a fun 48 hours, I'll say that, because uh, I enjoyed myself. Come on, Mike, you can't say that. <laughs> I don't think he meant it as if he wasn't having fun previously. He was having fun as a defensive coordinator of the Eagles. I, I just – I know what you're saying. He should be in mourning. He should be wearing uh, all yeah. black uh, for an entire week. Uh, but it, it's it's a weird deal with these guys sometimes where they have to make that quick transition uh, into their next job. And, and listen, when you lose, it's a quicker transition. Eric Bieniemy, he got the chance to go through the whole celebration parade thing and then shift towards being the offensive coordinator of the uh, commanders or at least interviewing for that job. So uh, with with the guys that lose, there's no – there's no celebration. There's no parade. They go right into it. Uh, so it is a bit of a weird transition. I'm, I'm sure it was a good distraction for him. I mean, you heard Mike. him say he was breaking down the film Sunday night of the game. So I, I know he was wallowing in the misery a little bit, if that makes you feel any better. Mike, how, in what world, does yeah. uh, was, does Eric Bieniemy not get a head, head coaching job and Jonathan Gannon does? In what world is that? Well, in the real world, unfortunately, for, for Biennemi's sake. Listen, I, I think I think that, that Jonathan Gannon's going to be a really good head coach because uh, a lot of the things that, that are his strengths are what you need to be a good head coach. And I give, I give the Cardinals and any team that hires a defensive coach credit because a lot of teams think you have to hire an offensive coach. I know that's Jeffrey Lurie's philosophy, but it's not just, hey, we, we had to hire the offensive guy and, and X's and O standpoint. He hired a good leader. Uh, so I understand that, that – his philosophy is what it is, but still you've got to find the best head coach for the job. Uh, but but that, all that said, back to the enemy, um, yeah, I don't get it. Uh, I, I don't understand how he doesn't have a job at this point. And part of this and him interviewing in Washington is, look, everybody still thinks it's Andy and not me. Well, let me go to Washington where I'm definitely not going to have the same caliber of talent, certainly at the quarterback position. And now all of a sudden if he does well as offensive coordinator – there's no question how good of a coach he is, and, and then he's uh, uh, got a great statement to be a question now because Doug had that same job with Andy, and look how he did. Doug's a great coach. All right, Mike. Well, and, but, that's yep. why, but that's why people turn it back towards, yep. you know, is, is it about more than just what a guy's doing as, as a coach and, and some other biases, whether conscious or unconscious? I'm with you. Mike, what exactly did you learn at WIP that made you such a great network guy? Here's what I learned, Angelo. Um, and, and you said, yeah, midday producer. But I, I did I did every shift. I was doing midday. I was doing afternoon drives. Um, I did some late nights with Steve Fredericks, God rest his soul, and wow. uh, some overnights as well. And then every now and then you'd get the um, – the, the note, the, the weekly schedule, and uh, I'd see, well, Wechter's out, but Angelo's not, and the entire team is in there. And um, it was, it was uh, exciting uh, and a little nerve-wracking at the same time because I knew I was going to work my ass off for that entire week. And uh, the next show that you mail in, Ange, will be the first 
Um, and there are some lean times in the sports calendar where you can just get through the the, the, the four hours and, and, and just go home, and you never did that, Ange. And, and uh, I, I appreciated that, and uh, I, was happy to, I was happy to witness it, really, and to be a part of it. I'm not even going to say be a part of it. I'm happy to witness it, and, uh, God, I love all you guys, and I appreciate everything you've ever done. Mike, you are one of the great success stories from WIP, and we are so proud of what you've done since you left, really. And apparently we didn't hurt your prospects enough. You learned. <laughs> you must have forgotten every day we taught you. Mike, you've done great, and thank you for being a part of it today. I wish you all the best, and uh, I can't wait to see you all soon. It's been, it's been too long. And, uh, Ange, congratulations on a fantastic career. Mike Garofalo, ladies and gentlemen, on the line with us is Kenny from the Dirty 30. Hi, Kenny. Um, I'm here. Yep. One, one thing I've learned in life is relationships. Um, I have made friends with most of your regular callers. I have their phone number. We talked at a long talk with Arsenani yesterday. Um, and, and, and I made friends with you guys. Um, I've done engineering work at all of your properties. Um, even, even Al's, even though he doesn't want. Yeah. Roof that. leaks. Yeah. <laughs> Not a but, good day for it, though. <laughs> you know, it's, it was an honor when I first started listening to this show. When I moved back to Philadelphia in 1996 and started listening to this show, it's an honor the fact that I got to know all of you to the point where um, I could see Reed at tailgate and I know I'm going to get a hug. I can <laughs> see Al in the concourse at the uh, Flyers games and I know I'll get a somewhat head nod. Um <laughs> You know, uh, Wechter and I... Were You're the heavy set guy, right? Ow. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Al. <laughs> um, you know, uh, it, it's just... This is goodbye today, but it's not goodbye forever. And, Angela, you know, everybody has expressed so much uh, what you've meant to them over the years. Um, waking up with you... I mean, it's been half of my life that I've listened to, to you. And, um, you know, I, I know you won't comprehend this now, but... I know one day, Angela, you and I'll be sitting at lunch, and we'll just be talking about whatever, and you're just going to suddenly remember that you, the people that you let on the air meant as much to you as you meant to us. And, and, and that, that, my friend, is the legacy that you'll carry on, the, the way you affected people's lives. Um, I never plan what I'm going to say when I call up because every time I did, you would ask me a question and throw me off, and then I would forget what I was going to call about. And I didn't do this here. The only thing I planned was the last thing I want to say forever on the Angelo show, and it's this little poem I wrote. Okay. Roses are red. Violets are blue. You're leaving us forever. Bleep you. There you go. <laughs> Very nice. All right, one last thing, though, Kenny. This lunch you were, you were talking about, you're paying, right? Of course I am. Because uh, you know, uh, I'm on a fixed income now. I'm looking for freebies. Well, you know, you have your friend Mitch Album wrote that uh, book, uh, yep. Tuesdays with Maury. I'm going to write a book, Wednesdays with Angelo. That's good. I have Wednesdays open right now, Kenny. Mm -hmm. Wide open. <laughs> your wife. I told her I'd get you out of the house now and then. So, Kenny, get, get you thank you for all the great contributions. You're obviously one of our favorites, and thank you for being a part of this all these years. Thanks. Thanks, you too. See you guys. Kenny from the Dirty 30. Dave, the Say What guy's up. Hi, Dave. <laughs> say What? What do you listen, got for me, David? Hey, listen, you gave me a lot of. I'm, listen, I'm getting ready to make some uh, a bunch of more shirts. First one is um, Gannon defended one pass in the Super Bowl. Say what? 
That's a good shirt. That's a good shirt. You do shirts, right? Dave Dave does shirts out. Yes. T shirt. No no hokey weapons allowed. And then uh, last one you just said, I'm on a fixed income. Yeah, that's a good one. You're right, Dave. I've already said to my wife, it's time to tighten some belts. Yeah. got to tighten the belts now. Hey, listen, I got to make two announcements. All right. One for you and and one for me. Well, first of all, you won't have Al, man, to holler at no more, <laughs> whether he agree or disagree with um, you. Basically, I'm like a deaf dog. You can no, but here's the thing. I, I will, uh, my wife has the same attitude. She doesn't care either. <laughs> you won't have Rhea and Ava uh, to get on their nerves, so yep. you won't have them. Say what? <laughs> you, you won't have Keith Jones. Uh, uh, you won't have to smell him no more. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a positive, David. Yep. That's good. Hey, you won't have Joe to do your 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 replays or your uh, 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 run by whatever. Sam Wechter. I got you, you, you Dave. Have, you will have Joe, and uh, I, I tell you, man. And then let me see. Did I miss anybody? No, I think you got us all, Dave. Listen, I got. I, I just want to. Uh, Thank all you guys, Angelo, you, uh, Rhea, Al, Jonesy, Joe, Ava, uh, all the ones that work with you to help you in the show, man. The show will never be the same. Oh, that's another show. The show will never be the same without All right, Angela. Dave, I'm right up against it. Could you end the way with your signature phrase? One more. One more for you. The Say What Guy is retiring too because you the one that brought that to the station and I will no longer be calling in the oh. to say what guy. Well give us That's one cool. last one, Dave. Hey, I love all you guys. Say what Say what guy Al has retired. This is like that three stooges thing. You can't fire me, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> What's going two two one five. Al, I'm trying to plan the rest of the show. When are you gonna be speaking? Whenever, just stay. I'll go. I don't How know. much time should I allot? What do you want? No, no. I need you to just, uh, I want to make sure you have full time to express your final thoughts. Well, when I run out of things to say, I'll stop. But I have to, I have to scrap. Uh, you can figure, I don't have any. I'm whatever. He has Put no your paper, hand up and I'll no stop. pen. I don't. You have, uh, you have no notes. No. Okay. <laughs> I thought maybe the last show you'd have a note. No. Two, one, I don't five. even know. I wouldn't, I need a. Yeah, whenever. Well, don't worry about it, because when we come back, Al, we have waited long enough. Four. We will do a dive into the greatest promotion in radio history. Okay. The creation of Al Morganti. Uh, Wing ball. That's next. WIP Sports Time 836. Let me tell you about the exciting things going on at Lexus of Cherry Hill this year. The L Certified Winter Collection Sales Event is going on now at Lexus of Cherry Hill. New year, new ride. Receive special finance rates on L-certified Lexus models now through February 28th. They have over 200 new and pre-owned vehicles to choose from. Lexus of Cherry Hill has proudly served the Delaware Valley since 1989. They are family-owned and operated. On top of all that, they are veteran-owned. And my friends at Lexus of Cherry Hill are a five-time J.D. Power Dealer of Excellence recipient for the customer sales experience. So stop in, see Tony Labello and his team. You will see where they continue to win this prestigious honor. Visit LexusofCherryHill.com, Lexus of Cherry Hill, where the finest automobiles reside.
Wow, 8.42. Al, that could not have been timed any no. better. Because he was the ultimate hero of Wig Bowl, uh, Wigador, Bill Simmons, Al. Mm-hmm. Ran into with some problems afterwards, but we're not talking about that. We're focusing on No, I'll let the event. other guys talk about that. And also, an absolutely perfect timing all the way from New York mm-hmm. is the, I hope that's the term they use up there, program director. Is that your name there, somebody asking? Sure, yes. Because I said that yesterday. They said no brand, brand manager. manager. Brand manager. I don't I don't know, whatever it is, you ran the programming of WIP for a long time. And, uh, uh, Spike, thank you so much for coming down. It's very nice of you. Uh, uh, This is the part where we were going to kind of re-experience wing ball a little Mm, bit. Yeah. Is it safe to say that more than any other individual, you were most responsible to eliminate wing ball after 26 years? If there was one person who that maybe we shouldn't do this anymore. It was probably me. Thank right. you. Yeah. Well, let's go back <laughs> to our creator here, Al Morgan. So, Al, yeah. all the way back to the beginning. Yeah, yeah. We used to do Friday shows at the Wyndham Franklin Plaza. Yeah. And the show. Eagles kept not making the Super Bowl. And the Buffalo Bills kept. And I used to be in Buffalo all the time. for. The so Super what Bowl. did you come up with? Let's have a party like they're having in Buffalo. Even if they lose, they're having a party. Right. And I used to eat the I still eat the wings in Buffalo. They have good so wings. I said, let's have a, a bit of a party, even if they're not in the Super Bowl. That way it'll be fun for us, so, like everybody else. So we gathered a few fat boys together, yeah. and we set up a table, and we offered a hibachi. Yeah, we got it the in the print. closet. We had to go right? through the closet, and that's the most and expensive thing we had. Al, if I'm remembering correctly, yeah. the wings were provided by your next-door neighbor. Yep, Jim Melfi uh, brought the wings in, cooked them at home, brought them in, and he's working at a supermarket now. And and like uh, he was, he's a meat cutter, and he came in and he he made. They were great wings. Too. They were good wings. They were, Jim Melfi was the first guy. Yep. But we didn't think anything of it. It was just going to happen, and yeah. and it was very successful. The next yeah. year we went to Mike Schmidt's bar, and yeah. then we ne- went there the next year in an ice storm. That's right. Then we ended up going to Club Egypt. That's where they threw the food at us because that wasn't yes. Jim and they weren't done. Oh. Right. <laughs> at that point, that's right, Mike Missinelli had recruited a, a renegade eater. And they were not fully cooked, which, by the way, I was unhealthy. And he, we ended that wing ball under the table. <laughs> we're throwing food under, at us. Under the table. It was so good. Uh, it could, I mean, talk about bad. Oh. But there were two things about it. I'm going to start with uh, one of the coups. Yo. Al, toward the end, I'd say eight or nine years ago, we were able to get a guy who became a god in this town. This is before he was. Okay. We got Jason Kelsey to be a contestant in Wingbone. Right. Listen, we went, wow, maybe we should try to get Kelsey involved. Would you be interested in being a part of our wing bowl this year? Oh, absolutely. No question. Are you interested in eating in the event, or would you like to be there on stage helping us out? I would love to eat in the event, no doubt. (laughs) Are you serious? I didn't think that that was an option. And he was allowed in now. He did not make it past the first round, (laughs) but he, he was a major attraction. Yes. That was when... Wing ball was not quite as tacky as it became. <laughs> it got tacky. Yeah. Would you agree with that, Spike? It got tackier? Yeah, but it was part of the allure. I it thought. was part of the allure. And then I, this was, to me, the greatest finish we ever had. I think it was 19, right? It was Jonathan Squibb, Al. It's a local guy and a wingador. 
And Al Wingador desperately wanted to win. Mm-hmm. And they went into overtime. Huh? And they were setting records no one had ever heard of. They were over 200 wings. Mm-hmm. All right? And um, they were both standing there. And I was waiting to get the word. And I think, Spike, you were involved in that, too. You were counting 19. You would have probably been here. And, and they hand me the thing. And I looked down. And the finish was one wing in overtime. Oh. And I looked down. And Bill Simmons looked at me to try to read my eyes. Mm-hmm. And I think he did. <laughs> Here's the announcement. The Wing Bowl 19 champion by a total of one wing with a record 255 chicken wings. Jonathan Squibb. Squibb wins 255 to 254. Of all the wing balls, I think that was the best my voice was by the end. Yeah. I did a lot of screaming. Yeah. Uh, uh, but you, in the end, felt it had outlived this time. Is that right, Spike? Well, we won the Super Bowl. Yep. Yeah. And remember, the whole idea was we did this because we didn't have the Super Bowl to talk about. So it felt like between that and the fact that every year I was scared somebody was going to die and we were all going to lose our jobs, felt like a good time. We thought that they would. Yeah, I mean... We did. Well, somebody truly. almost died during an eating stunt because they wanted oh, to eat right. two gallons of ice cream. Oh, my God, hypothermia. And yeah. this is before lawyers were highly involved. Right. He ate the first one, and then about a third of the way through the second one, his lips began to turn blue. It was not good. And then he was shivering. And then we stopped him because we were afraid that we would get fired. Yeah, I got a blanket. And he ended up in up. the hospital, I yeah. think, right? Yeah. yeah. I think they took him to the hospital. We didn't have a microwave. And then after that, lawyers got far more involved. Now, you know what's funny? Even after lawyers got involved, do you remember when we had the guy in the middle of the arena eating a cactus with nails And the guy hitting his head with the we beer had, cans? Yeah. Yeah. His name was May. Mize. Mize. And right. Mize would get a six-pack <laughs> yeah. and smash his the head. can. Yeah. This again, Al, would not be allowed in the current uh, uh, atmosphere oh, with lawyers. We had a girl sing the national anthem on a trampoline. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, now, in retrospect, that's poor taste. Oh, you think? We understand. We, back then, we didn't know. But you know what, Spike? Spike, it was fun working with you because you really, you know what it is? You understood this because you grew up with the pioneer of sports talk, your controversial dad, Howard. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, and, and thank you for being a part of all that we did. It was uh, my honor, honestly, the uh, to be part of this for – I never expected this. When I started my career, I expected I'd work in music and music radio my whole career. And getting getting to be involved in this, Wing Bowl, I guess, is part of that as well. But getting <laughs> getting getting in, getting the opportunity to work with you uh, and, and be able to take away things that you did and be able to – take some of those lessons and give to other people. <laughs> it was an honor. It was awesome. It was a, a really great part of my career. So and you like you. it? You like it up in New York? You I, enjoying it? I do. It's different. It's more different than I thought it would be. But yeah. it is, uh, I am enjoying it. Well, sure. Spike, thank you for your great contribution. Yeah, do you feel you bad now about Julio that he's dead, that you cut his mic? Wait, what? <laughs> Julio? Oh, Julio. Oh, Julio. <laughs> oh, that's right. Hold oh, on. Hold on. That's a great moment. Because <laughs> one of the things that you did, Spike, yeah. you brought some A-list talent Rick to the event. Flair, Mick Foley. Yep. He got those guys. Those yes. guys, he thought, let's bring in some big names, too. Uh, yep. But the Coolio thing, 
you didn't like what he was doing because he he violated what your instructions were, right? Yes. Yeah, so I I instructed Coolio's manager that we only right. had two rules for him. Right. No cursing. Right. And no new music. Okay. Just play the hits. And they said, fine, no problem. And Coolio's there on stage, and you introduce him, and he goes, you go, ladies and gentlemen, Coolio. And the first words out of his mouth were, here is some new S. <laughs> New S, the yeah. S word. And I and ran that, yeah. across the, the arena. It was right. too late. But <laughs> now that he has passed on, any regrets? No. Okay. That's exactly what I asked him not to do. At least we retained our license, Al. Yeah. That's good news. Good time on that. Yeah. Spike, it was fun, man. It was fun. It was a good time. Butch from Manioc, oh. check it in. Hi, Butch A. Hey, Angelo. How you feeling, Butch? Doing good, Ange, but I had to call you on my last day and thank you for all the entertainment you provided over the years and all the good times you and the WIP have provided me. My greatest probably being you get me in that wing ball and you didn't really make me do something crazy, some crazy eating stunt that maybe would have been bad for my health. No, but Butch, I think it's important that you mention that you have a certain designation in wing ball too because you were in the last one and what did you do in it? I basically, like Joe DiMaggio, my record would never be broken this last one. I was the last guy to puke in the wing oh. after 46 That's going to make your entire family incredibly proud. <laughs> hey, Angelo, I had my family down there down that wing bowl. I had some of them in the entourage and the rest oh. of them in the seats. And, wow, it was one of the greatest days of my life. And if you remember, you getting me in there, you kind of, like, really hooked me up because uh, I was supposed to come down there with this – a uh, Polish whatsoever guy and have a bean eating contest and yeah. he never showed up and you kind of made me eat uh, 249 beans one at a time. That's right. 239 because one more, Al, would be too farty. Too, too farty. farty. Oh, too farty. Yep. Butch, we loved it. Will you still be a regular presence on WIP? No, I think I'm going out with you. I'll always be a listener, and I respect all the other hosts. But, man, I'm going out with the the king of radio, Ange, and I'm even going out with a poem I got for you. All here. right, like let's hear you. it. Let's hear it. Goodbye, Angelo, by C. Right Through It. You've been on the radio for 33 years and are well-respected among your peers. You get up early every day and prepare your show before you put your callers into play. You tell it like it is because you're also a fan. But now you're embracing your retirement plan. You were the greatest sports radio host, and Philadelphia listeners knew it. Even the callers can. Stay right through it. Bingo. Love you, Butch. Love, love you, you, love too, you. Brother. You're the best, man. Butch from Marriott, people. Let me get up, CJ. Hi, Siege. Hey, Angela. How are you doing today? If we can't keep our calls as, ca as tight as we can so I get as many people in. Siege, what did you want to say? Well, I'll keep it. I'll keep it yep. short. Then I'll just. I won't even worry about the Eagles. I, I just want to thank no, you. No, no, rip. I, were you going to rip Jonathan Gannon? Uh, not really. I'm playing these. All right, then I don't mean, worry. Just get lose. to the other thing. I'll worry. If you're going to call <laughs> the Eagles, please just rip Jonathan Gannon. All right, go ahead, Siege. Right. What did you want to say? I I just wanted to thank you. Like I've been calling for about two years now. Other than that, because I had a job Monday, six to two jobs, but last two years. I've been driving to New York to the Poconos Mall, and you've been making it great for me. And sorry, I'm out of breath. I was just walking up a hill at Mount at a Camelback. That's but you fine. Made it great. You made it great. And my son, he was supposed to be born at the end of March, and he came seven weeks early so he could be here before you retire. 
Well, it's great. CJ, I love that you are part of what we did here. And uh, there were so many people that were not like regular callers, but were regular listeners. You kept us in business. We have a debt to every one of you. Richard Glazer, our our movie reviewer, is here. Hi, Richard. Hey, good morning. Richard, I'm tight here. Give me something great. I just want to congratulate you for your great career, and I wish you luck in the retirement. And I want to particularly thank you for giving me a platform to offer my movie reviews over the past 25 years or so. And also, one of my best memories was when I hired you to be the public address announcer for our celebrity softball game up in Allentown. Yep, I I can remember. Richard got me a lot of gigs early on, Al. Yep. I was driving all over places, getting lost before GPS. That was good. You get to know all the people. And doing speeches and stuff. And Richard, you're a very good agent, too, my friend. Well, thank you. You were, you were great. I love you, and I hope that uh, you've been a great friend. And, uh, again, I appreciate that opportunity that you've given me, and I'm sure that uh, we'll be seeing each other sometime soon. Richard Glazer, ladies and gentlemen, 215-592-9490. We come back, Al. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play it for him again. He is the guy who had a taunt to do with how we established our show in this city. He was the mayor then. He went on to become the governor. Yes. Ed Rendell Mm -hmm. is next. And, Al, I'm going to get him to finally take full blame for booing McNabb. (laughs) He has not done that yet. He will today, I hope. One hour to go. WIP Sports Time, 855. Replacing that aging heating and cooling system is easier than you thought. Horizon Services can help you save big on a new system. can be installed as soon as the next day. That's right, the next day. You can even put zero money down and have zero payments until 2024. Best of all, your new system is backed by an incredible up to 10-year worry-free warranty, meaning your whole system is fully covered front to back for years of worry-free comfort. Don't wait any longer. Get a new heating and cooling system from Horizon with no money down and no payments until 2024. Install it the next day and have it protected by Horizon's industry-leading warranties. Get peace of mind, cozy comfort, and energy savings by booking online in seconds at HorizonEasyBook.com or call 800-999-1995. Brought to you by Nas Cancellari. I famously said a line back in when I first took over as a defensive coordinator of Philly that I don't have a scheme, and people were very uncomfortable with that, and I was not because I don't believe in a scheme. I believe in putting the players that we have in positions to be successful. So we're going to look different week to week, predicated on who we have playing and who we are playing. And um, I think that you have to be ever-evolving and adaptable and have a growth mindset to stay ahead of the curve, or you will get beat. Really, that is Jonathan Gannon during his introductory news conference with the Arizona Cardinals right after Gannon's defensive unit got run over in the second half of their Super Bowl loss to the Chiefs. Phillies with a deal signing reliever Jose Alvarado to a three-year extension. Philadelphia asbestos attorneys Nas Cancellari have collected over $500 million for 5,000 asbestos victims. Call 215-546-8200. NBC10 first alert forecast brought to you by the Warriors for Dentist. Cloudy with rain ending this afternoon. Temperatures dropping through the day to 45. It is currently 55. Issues with sleep apnea, the region's number one source for dental solutions in treating snoring and sleep apnea. 
Dr. Pastor, online, drpaster.com. To stream 94 WIP, tell your smart speaker to play 94 WIP. Welcome back to the final hour ever of the 33-year run of the WIP Morning Show. Whole new thing next week. Rhea will be back, though, and so will our producer Joe Wechter. But in the final hour, Al will give his final remarks. Rhea will, I will, and uh, hopefully we'll all hold it together for this last hour. I got to tell you, Al, if you look back over our run, One of the most influential people, somebody who truly put us on the map, was the tremendous sports fan who also happened to be the mayor of this city, Ed Rendell. And I just, we have this cut of what Ed used to say about how he loved WIP. Listen. We've certainly helped make this a fun, exciting place. All the rallies when we were doing great, you know, uh, uh, when the Eagles were doing great, all the great rallies we had were fun 93 baseball was fun all that stuff but there's a great element of giving back that wip gets involved in and uh ed was involved in all of it he helped us get into uh al the spectrum, spectrum. he had one day a year ball. he could use and gave it to us and he was instrumental in many of our rallies ladies and gentlemen the former governor and mayor ed rendell hello mr governor mayor hey Ange, how are you listen i want to tell you how honored i am that you let me have the responsibility of making this announcement. Last night at about uh, 1.15 in the morning, we signed a contract to extend you for three years for $7 million. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I I respectfully declined, I am toast. (laughs) But thank you for that, Ed. (laughs) Well, I hope that I was like every other Philadelphia fan. I hoped that you weren't going to retire. I hoped that this was another Walking up to the front door, right. but closing and staying with us. Because it won't be the same without you. This is the best sports town in America, but a big reason for what you've done and how you've riled the fans up and got them pushing behind you. You were a remarkable asset to the city. You were a lot of fun. You did a lot of good things for people, for causes, and we will miss you. But I hope you will retire like Ray Dinger retired. Ray Dinger has been on TV more than (laughs) before he retired. (laughs) That is true, Ed. Ed, a a couple of things I just got to run by you. Number one, um, you did get us into the spectrum when we were not that big a wing bowl event. Did you ever come to regret that? Yeah, the first wing bowl I went to. (laughs) That's a yes. Oh, okay. Oh, you, you saw it and you went, what the hell did I do here? Well, I look up at all the scandaling fat women, all of the drunk guys throwing stuff. I said, oh, my God. Right. I've been a terrific mayor, and it's all going to go down to this. I'm going to be remembered. <laughs> in my obituary, I'm going to be remembered as the guy who helped bring Wimbledon. <laughs> all right. The other one, Ed, and, and luck. Um, you know how much you led us in those years where we were really just getting it going. And um, so you really fell in love with Ricky Williams. And you did come on. I need you to acknowledge this now publicly. You did come on and say, 
we got to go to the draft and welcome Ricky to town. That was originally your idea, correct? Yeah, it was to welcome Ricky to town. <laughs> All right. Not to scare the shit out of town. <laughs> hold on. Uh, Ed, hold on. Here's the thing now. Right, so, Ed, were you watching it on TV? Because we were all at the draft. Were you watching it on TV when they announced the second pick? I immediately got a sick feeling in my stomach. All right, I'm going to just play this so you understand what's going on. So we're all there to welcome Ed Rendell's pick of Ricky Williams, but they ended up not picking Ricky Williams. Here's what happened. The uh, second pick, the Philadelphia Eagles select Donovan McNabb, quarterback, Syracuse University. (laughs) Ed, uh, you regretted it in that moment? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I spent years trying to apologize to Donovan. <laughs> did it work? No. No, he never really forgave any of us, did he? No. He was interviewed by the New York Times about me, and he said, uh, they said, uh, is he a knowledgeable uh, sportscaster? And Donovan said, he's a good mayor. He said, no, is he, is he a, does he know anything about sports? He's a good mayor. Wow. <laughs> he's a good mayor. I'm he never forgave us, but I think he did at the end. And I'm not a political guy, but in my eyes, you're the best mayor this city ever had, the best governor this state ever had, and the best friend this show ever had. All I could do is publicly thank you for all you did for us. Well, we want to thank you and Aria and, and Al and everyone for all you've done for us. You've made mornings bearable. You've made losses bearable. You've made shared grieving uh, art here in Philadelphia. So I want to say thank you on behalf of hundreds of thousands of Philadelphians and people who wish they were Philadelphians. Red, <laughs> Ed, um, stay well, my friend. Thank you, you for too. everything. Thank and you, Ed. be on the air a little bit. <laughs> See you later, Ed. Ed Rendell, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, I, can't, I cannot overstate the influence he had on this city. And he put us on a map. Yeah, you know, when the mayor starts calling your show, yeah. that's when people are going, well, they must be important. The mayor's yeah. calling the show. Yeah. And he, you know what it was? He didn't want to talk about what was going on in the city. He wanted to talk about what was going on in the arenas yeah. and in the fields. He was a great, great fan. Mm-hmm. Great fan. All right, let's get some calls in, Al. You're going to be going here in about five minutes, all right? I'm leaving? No, no, you're going to be uh, giving your thing. You're going to be doing your speech. He's working on it now because this is the way he did the Hall of Fame speech at the the Hockey Hall of Fame. (laughs) All right, Al. You you did that very well, I would hope. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. (laughs) No, no, Al, no. Goodbye, everybody. This is is important now. You got to stick this landing. Oh, yeah. So be working on it now, and I'll come to you in a couple of minutes. He's checking the box course. (laughs) Hayes is on the line. Hi, Hayes. Oh, Angelo. How you doing, Hazy? Listen to this, my man. This is going to blow your mind. This is worth a hat and a T-shirt. Yep. This gentleman was born in 1790. He died in 1864. All right. He was the mayor of Philadelphia from 1828 to 1829. Okay. He was the vice president of the United States, the 11th vice president of the United States from 1845 to 1849. He went to Texas. And this little patch of land didn't have no name, so he named it after himself. Rhea and Ava can confirm this. His name was George Mifflin Dallas. Nice. Born and raised in Philadelphia. Named, that's how Dallas got his name. How did we didn't know? Hey, do you realize all this time we didn't have this information? 
Mm. We, well, we got you, by somehow. I don't know how we <laughs> snuck by without this. Ace, thank you. I had this information for over 15 years. I was just waiting for the right time to give it to you. This oh. is better than any. I'm glad you didn't wait till next week. <laughs> Thanks, Hayes. Appreciate it, ladies and gentlemen. One of our big, big parts of our shows early on, Al, was a gorgeous, wonderful woman named Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth. And she is on now. Hi, Ruth. Hey. Uh, I'd say good morning, but it's not for me. And you know what? I'm 58. I think we can drop the babe now. All right, fine. Uh, the truth is it is no longer fashionable anyway, Ruth. Well, yeah, I know. There's a few things that were going on back in those days that are no longer fashionable. But You're right. Hey, it was part of the charm. Um, yeah, I have been um, – the first time I met you guys was December of 93 in Michael Jack's. And, uh, you know, it. a friend of mine said, you got to listen to the show. Let's go down and watch them. And I have been hooked ever since. Um, have not always called in, um, especially after, you know, I got married and kids and a job and all that kind of crazy stuff. But, um, but I've listened every day and you guys have, you've, you've been part of my life, like Kenny said, for literally half my life. Um, and you know, you, Al, um, Rhea, Joe, Joe, um, and more recently, Keith, I mean, it's, you guys manage to be informative and entertaining at the same time. And that's pretty rare. Uh, And uh, I think that's why you have such an unbelievably, um, you know, large and loyal audience and why you've probably drawn a lot of women in too. Well, at least now, back then, I don't know. Um, Got a little, got a little dicey at times, but uh, um, you know, I just want to say, you know, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for everything. Thank you for everything you've done for us. You've been a great, great caller with great insights into what was going on. And when you needed to set us straight, you did. And I appreciate it. Thanks, Ruth. Well, one last thing. Yep. This will be the well, um, this will be the last thing I will say to you, Angelo. Um, what are you wearing this morning? <laughs> you know, I got really tight jeans in there. Yeah. They're showing the right spot. <laughs> All right, hold on. Joe Wechter is beginning to regurgitate. I gotta let yeah, you go, Ruth. <laughs> I used to do that, Al. Do you understand? You could not do that now. No. What are you wearing? That's not appropriate now. Well. It's not appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) Can't even say you look nice. Mark from Mark Laurel is here. Get ready, Al. You're next. Hi, Mark. Angelo. Yes, Mark. I'm just sitting here, and I'm thinking years back how your show used to end with Johnny Most. Really? It's all over. It's all over. It's all over. Wow. I wonder how we're going to end that today, Mark. <laughs> Angelo, I got to tell you, pal, I, I'm, 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 I'm 69, and I think half of my life you guys have all been a part of my life. And uh, I would just like to say to you, Angelo, it's probably the first time I've ever called that I was nervous, you know, honestly. You're nervous? I, I, you know, because I know this is it, you know, as far as. I, I, I'm going to be in touch with you, but I know on the radio, you you really helped me with losses. You were like a therapist to me. You know, I couldn't wait to call you the next day after a tough loss. But the one thing I remember most about you is that forever let that affect your job, man. And I admire the hell out of you for that. 
Well, that and, is uh, um, high praise, I'm going to keep it short and sweet because I know yep. you've got to move on. But listen, Ange, our paths will meet. I'll keep in touch. And, uh, you know, all the best to you, pal. All, all the best to you. Hall of Fame caller, the great Mark from Mont Laurel. Thank you, Mark. Al, what? we all want to say a final word here, and I would like you to say yours now, if you would. Oh, final word. Whoa, we... Hey, what's up? This is AJR, and you're listening to The Something Show with Al Morganti. Let's go out with a bang. Here we go. Alrighty, you already pushed along here, as usual. And I just wanted to say, when you come here to Philadelphia, a lot of people make fun because I have never lost the Boston roots, but I think that's what connects me to Philadelphia. Because when you're from here, that's where you're from, and you're never going to change. And I know anybody can be a sports fan. Anybody can come into a town and adopt teams and whatever. We all like the Eagles. But to really adopt Philadelphia, man... I'll tell you, I played softball on the plateau. I played tennis down at the lakes, did other things too. I know which, which streets go north and that the odd streets go north and the even streets go south. I know Locust and Chestnut. I know where Ellsworth and Federal means I'm getting close. I don't know where the hell Fern Rock is, but I've seen that sign so many times. It's amazing. I know I'm not going to be able to park on Sansom Street, but I'll try every single time to come in. I know all of that. I know Chickies and Peace, but I also know the Palladium. I know places that have been there. I've done all of this. I know all the music venues. I loved when the Electric Factory was there. But you know what? It never stops. You've got Hall & Oates. You've had gambling Huff before that. And now you've got The Roots. You've got Dr. Dog. You've got all kinds of stuff. You've got Japanese breakfast. You've got Kung Fu necktie. You have a city that continues to grow and get better and better. You've got places that get better. You've got a city that gets better. You've got people. And you can only, when we had the wing ball, we were going to go to Boston. I said, it's because the people here have more fun. How can wing ball work? I came here and saw a parade on New Year's Day and said, there's nothing that can't work here because these people will get involved. So everything's going to be all right in Philadelphia as long as the Bambi sign is on South Broad Street. Thank you. A final testament. Awesome, Al. And I know, a bird from, I know a bird from a kaolite. <laughs> Al Morgani. And let me tell you something. I got a kaolite. Like everything else he did in all these years. He did it with no notes. <laughs> yes. Zero that was notes. Incredible. None. And virtually no preparation. <laughs> Two, one, five. Meanwhile, I have a dossier in front of me. Yeah. And I know, you better keep it and short. And I know Rhea Hughes is about to do something special too here. All right. And uh, the news update coming. WIP Sports Time is 9 16. If your business has five or more employees and managed to survive COVID, you could be eligible to receive a payroll tax rebate of up to $26,000 per employee. This isn't a loan. There's no payback. It's a refund of your taxes. Challenge is getting your hands on it. How do you go through the red tape and get your business the refund money? Go to GetRefunds.com. team of tax attorneys they put together are highly trained in this little-known payroll tax refund program and have already returned $1 billion of businesses, and they can help you too. Businesses of all types can qualify, including those that took PPP, nonprofits, and even those that had increases in sales. Find out if your business qualifies. Go to GetRefunds.com. Click on Qualify Me and answer a few questions. Payroll tax refund is only available for a limited amount of time. Don't miss out. Go to GetRefunds.com. That's GetRefunds.com. Brought to you by NJ Diet. Angelo Cataldi will retire from Sports Radio 94 WIP at the end of today's show after 33 years being the table setter for Philadelphia Sports Talk. Angelo created a powerhouse of a show in the toughest sports city in America. Angelo rode the roller coaster of fans' emotions, often inviting those fans into his world, making them stars. Angelo, 
never gave an inch, never accepted anything less than your best effort and let you know if he wasn't getting it. Taught us all that only one thing mattered, the audience, not the teams, not the players, not the rest of the media. Brilliant, dedicated, lunatic, legend. Last but certainly not least, my friend. 40 days to lose 20 to 40 plus pounds. Contact njdiet.com to lose a contractually guaranteed 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days. Visit njdiet.com. NBC 10 first alert forecast brought to you by Mark Strollers. Cloudy with rain ending this afternoon, dropping through the day to 45. It's currently 56. Looking to get engaged? Visit the team with the best selection of diamond rings to fit every budget. Mark's Jewelers. To stream 94 WIP, tell your smart speaker to play 94 WIP. That was my four-year-old granddaughter, Delaney, and uh, I will be spending more time with her, and that's a good thing. That's a very good thing. Ava Graham, I know you'd like to make some comments. Please go right ahead. Now, usually I do an Xfinity Mobile hot seat, uh, but thank you. This thank you list is brought to you by Regency Furniture. Affordable never looks so good. Doing this show has been my greatest joy and the hardest 4.45 in the morning I hope to never wake up at again. Just kidding. I'm helping out next week. Now, I'm going to rattle off a bunch of names because this is my last opportunity to thank my support system. However, I know today is about you, Angelo, Al, Rhea, Wechter, and, of course, Conklin. I'd like to thank my amazing, encouraging friends. Bear with me. I got a big crew. These names mean nothing to you, but they mean everything to me. Lauren, Nikki, Merrill, Jill, Nicole, Colette, Kate, Nicole, Katie, Gabby, Caitlin, Katie, Greg, Robbie, Dave, Frankie, Kyle, Mike, Drew, John, Brian, Maddie, Angelo, Nick, Al, Aunt, Brandon. I'm sure I'm missing a few. My work family other than you hotties. John Gentile, Rob Kalustian, Scope, Yad, Rod Lakin. Thanks for promoting me. Sonia Forcina, Jonesy, Ruben Amar Jr., Spike Eskin, Brian Cole, Mike Angelina, and all the amazing hosts, producers, and engineers who are like my family. And the great Cindy Webster. This isn't goodbye, but see you later. My actual family, my in-laws. Katie and Rob, my sister and her beautiful family, Matt, Lucy, and Jameson. Keely, thank you, thank you, thank you, You're my rock. My incredible, talented, amazing husband, Bill Matz. I couldn't do this life without you. And above all, my mom, my beautiful, strong, most talented member of our family, Deb G. Thanks for always being there for me, even when things were at their worst. I love you. Finally, the man who led me to you, Angelo. My dad, Big Daddy Graham, I love and miss you so much, Dad. And I hope you're proud of me. Thanks for being the best dad a girl could ever have. And there you go. I finally got, I think 925 is not that bad for tears. It lasted pretty long. So, Ava, proud of you is an understatement. You are the assistant program director at the <laughs> station. Uh, he's looking down and going, wow. That's what he's saying but right thank now. Thank you so much for he's your support, wow. you and Gail. And saying wow. Everybody here, Joe Conklin, God, did so much. Mike Romano, right. Tommy, it's just, I, it was a real group effort to get me <laughs> up thank at you. that time in here. So thanks, Angela. Thanks, Ava. And I want to just say, Johnson, uh, I may be wrong on this. It seemed like Ava was more emotional than Al. Uh, just a little bit. Did you say that? Just a little bit. And Rhea, a uh, tremendous message, too, during that. That was fantastic. Uh, I don't have to tell you how much I've enjoyed working with you. You're spectacular. I don't even see you there. I'm not sure where she went. Where'd she go? I but think she's it, crying because of Ava's speech. She's crying from Ava's speech. Is yeah. that what it was? Yeah. All right, I guess. Yes. All right, anyway, uh, let me get a few calls. I do want to acknowledge also here yeah. our NASA correspondent, Clifford W. Lentz. 
Because the idea of having a NASA correspondent on a sports show is ridiculous. Yeah. But he made it work <laughs> over and over and over again. And Cliff, I would also like to acknowledge that the one person I can confirm attended all 26 wing bowls mm-hmm. is Clifford right. W. Yeah. Lentz. And yep. you did enjoy that, right? Oh, yeah. And that is apparently is the only time you were not preoccupied with the sky. Is that correct? Yeah, I was just one of many boobs there. So he, 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 <laughs> he was a major boob. Always great to have you around, Clifford. Thank you for all you did for our show. Scully is up next. He was an intern here, Al. Hi, Scully. Hey, that's a hard one to follow up with, guys. I usually like to laugh. Scully, we had about, I don't know, two or 300 interns over the time. You were a little guy, right? Is that is yeah. that you? Yeah. I'm little Scully. I, I was the one who loved the wingettes when they would come in. And That's right. I would. Uh, I keep all the moments in the back of my mind when I'm alone. Mm. <laughs> Al, he was our horniest intern. Oh God. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> hey, you need a calling card, whatever it is. What else yeah, you got, Scully? What did you want to remember <laughs> about it? It's been about seven years since I left you guys, and I heard you're retiring, so I figured I better call in. Yeah. Rector, hit the uh, hit, hit the uh, glass. <laughs> Scully, I love talking to you. Thank you for checking in. And to all the interns who are part of it, oh, we got another one here, Raj. Hi, Raj. Hey, Ange. How's it going? What did you learn from us, Raj? I learned uh, not to take yourself too seriously. There put a is. tremendous amount of work ethic into everything that you do and bring the passion every minute, every second of every day. What are you doing uh, now? I'm actually on the way to Suburban Station. I thought we were grading uh, restrooms again today. That's right. Raj, we did some crazy things. I apologize for that. But you yeah. did them all with a smile on your face, and I appreciate that. Absolutely. Congratulations, Angela. I'm going to miss you guys. Sprint turn, Raj. Congratulations. Thank you, Burgundy. What did you want to say on our final shout? Well, I just want to add the entertainment and Philly, just 2004 all the way up to 2017, we had three holidays. The day before Thanksgiving, the Mummer Parade, and Rainbow. I remember us being in this restaurant room, spending the night and waking up four in the morning to get ready to go down there and get the drunkest group of people. And you know how many songs you contribute to buy it? Yeah. So thank you so much. Thank well, you so much. Well, thank and, you, Burgundy. Uh, I love talking to you. You're a very, very fun person to talk to, and you embodied what uh, what our caller base was. I love when I saw your name up there. I knew we were going to have some fun. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much, and congratulations. Thanks. That's Burgundy. On the line is one of my best buddies, the legendary Big Rube. Hi, Rube. Hi. Hey, Big Rube, how many pictures would you say you took during our wing balls? Oh, man. <laughs> it was uh, eight years, so I got a whole lot. Well, it was, uh, you are, well, people may not know, you're a, a phenomenal chef, but also a highly accomplished photographer. And for many years, you were featured in the Daily News. And people may not remember. And then you also were a big hobnobber at, uh, you were one of the top people at Mitchell and Ness. You've done quite a lot so far, Big Rube. And and you were there to cover all of it. Like, Clothing Scott introduced me to y'all when you had me. And I came in. It was like how you grilled and interviewed me back then, 2002. 
wow. you know, when Iverson wore the Bill Russell jersey, and you've captured and encapsulated all my chapters in my life, and I was able to cover you. Remember, and remember, I was a judge on Philly Idol, and you told me don't hold back no punches. And I come from the hood; I don't hold back. Remember, I said. Children are supposed to be seen and not heard. Yep. And all the men <laughs> and everybody was booing me, and you loved it. And, I mean, every Monday, uh, Angelo Cataldi show, a chicken and peach packer ass, all that. That's and, right. I mean, and I was able to put you in my column and everything. Like, And, oh, man, I love you. I love you, big brother. I mean, everything that you've done for me, you know, the station, I'm friends with you, Al Rhea, Keith Jones, all that and I, I'm I'm overwhelmed right now. I'm ready to cry because you are so instrumental in just the fabric of the city and what you've done for everybody and the the level of sports love and dedication you will be truly missed. Big Rube, one last time. Where can I get your chicken? Uh, man, I open up at noon today, Chef Big Rube's Kitchen at Pitcher's Pub on Main Street. And but, uh, I know Butch going to show up today and we're going to talk. You know, 4326, follow me on uh, my Instagram, Chef Big Rube, and, you know, holler. Oh, yeah, and plus yesterday, Krista and Nicole from KOP, two beautiful former volleyball six-foot-tall women, just they love you, and I mean love you. And they, they were talking, they came and got a grub and talked about you yesterday. And they uh, you got fans from all walks of life. So oh, that's great. They, uh, 33 years now, Al, I find out these women all love me. Nice. Where the hell were they 33 years? They were sane. I was right here. It wasn't <laughs> like I wasn't out in public, Rube. Jeez. Uh, Rube, I love you, man. Be well. We'll talk again. Thanks, pal. Oh. On the line with us right now, Al, is... Uh, I'm just, I, I acknowledge it in my final thing, but of all the guys, I think I'm speaking for you too on this. Okay. Who was your favorite co host all these years? My favorite co host all on. these years. I'm supposed to say you, right? No, co the guy. Oh, Jan Janssen. No, the guy. But no, he would be sitting here. <laughs> oh, all you where did I'm was have, now. you had dinner, lunch and dinner with him for years and Every years. Day. You share hockey with Ryan him. Oh, Jonesy. Keith oh, Jones. Jonesy, did you hear that? <laughs> I heard it. I'm not surprised, Ange. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I mean, my God, all these years together, the guy's looking at other people. You're the guy, Josie. We all love working with you. Well, I loved working with you guys, too. It's uh, it's a strange day to call in, and it's finally done, because this thing took a long time. Oh, God. <laughs> yes, it did. Really years when you think about it from the first time I talked about it. Right, Jonesy? Yeah, it, it was. It's This is not – it came to no, like, shocking surprise to us that it, it's happened, but it took a while for it to all come together. And I give you a lot of credit for hanging in as long as you did. Uh, you didn't have to, and I think you did it for, you know, multiple reasons. But I think most importantly, you just felt like you owed it to the city. And that's, that's probably been one of the most impressive things I've ever saw in my career, including my time playing in the NHL, but watching how you worked and having the chance to, you know, be a part of that and also learn some really valuable lessons early on in my retirement from playing that uh, have really helped me, not just in the radio business, but in the TV stuff, which obviously has been my primary job since starting with you in radio. So I owe a lot to you, buddy, and uh, I'm going to miss you guys.
Hey, Jonesy, I just got to ask, when you first started with us, right, Al, did you first bring him in? Is yes, that, yes. Uh, this is another, another contribution Al made. He brought him in. Jonesy, did you have any idea what you were doing in the early days? I, I, the first day I came in, I told that joke that I'll never tell again. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, my God. We almost got taken off the air. Yeah. He almost got divorced. <laughs> that's right. It was, it was a joke that your uh-huh. wife was at the expense of, right, Jonesy? Yes, and uh, I didn't realize she was listening to the uh, show. My phone started vibrating before the story was even finished. <laughs> Oh, my God. And I, I taught her a valuable lesson from that day forward. I said, look, it, I'm going to need a job. I'm 30 years old. I'm retired from hockey. It's not like I don't need to work again. So why don't you not listen to the show, <laughs> and I'll go in and be on the show, and uh, we'll all be live happily ever after. So she bought into that. All so right. that, was, that was a good part of that deal. One other thing, Jonesy. You, uh, more than anyone I've ever worked with, have uh, what you call like stock phrases, right? Mm. And, and, and here's the thing, right? How do you always know when to fire off like, um, my name is Dimple, not Simple? <laughs> not Simple. Uh, I, I don't know that you ever really know, but <laughs> I, I think I've, I've been very fortunate in that regard that uh, 21 years of doing that, that I haven't said the wrong thing at the wrong time. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm grateful that I'm retiring with you, buddy, because... <laughs> In front of that live mic, you never know what's going to come out of your mouth. And, Isn't that uh, true? To try Jonesy. to be funny is, is hard sometimes, but um, I'm happy that we're able to have some great laughs. Jonesy, every day that you were here was a better day for all of us, and thank you. Thank you. I'm here, Ange. I'm over here. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here, Jonesy. Uh, the, great, the, great, the great Keith Jones. Right to the end now. Right to the end. Uh, All right. We are getting close to wrapping here. Ava, you have something here. Yeah, we got an update last, on our question. question uh, right. Brought to you by Armand Chevrolet of Ardmore. Armand Chevrolet celebrating their 23rd anniversary. Huge savings on every Armand Chevrolet. Equinox, fine roads, armandchevy.com. What will you miss most about the WIP morning show? 64% the hosts. Ooh. All of you. We finally got a good result out. <laughs> Ooh. It took per- years. 20% comedy bits. Coughlin. Yeah, Joe Coughlin. Nice. Yeah, you damn right. Guests and callers tied at eight. All right. No, the call is to me. That's, That's number it. one. In fact, I'm going to get a few more in when we come back, including a couple of big, successful, popular people. Mm-hmm. And then I got a few things I need to say. Stay right there. WIP Sports Hub is 937. Your outdated kitchen could use a new look. And the President's Day Sale Colonial Marble and Granite is the perfect opportunity to upgrade it. Right now, they're offering an all-in kitchen package that includes countertops, cabinetry, sink, faucet, and hardware for $6,999. That is a great deal for a kitchen renovation. That's not all. During the sale, get 25% off all countertops in granite, marble, and quartz. That's a tremendous savings on the largest selection of beautiful countertop material in the area. Need financing? They're offering zero money down and 0% financing for up to 18 months on purchases of $19.99 or more. They completely transfer my kitchen. I absolutely love it. Colonial Marble and Granite does amazing work. The whole process is really, really a lot of fun. I went to the King of Prussia location, worked with an incredible professional that helped me select the perfect materials. Stop by an area showroom, and a professional will guide you through your project from selection to installation. Or give Colonial Marble and Granite a call and set up a free in-home consultation. For details, visit 
colonialmarble.net today. Wow, Joe, uh, Joe Wechter talked on the nice. air. He rarely ever does that. Yep. And I'm going to acknowledge him in my words, but uh, so many of the great lines you heard were his. Absolutely. And he Especially never gets Jonesy. any credit for it, but he, uh, there's a good reason why he's staying out because yes. he's great at what he does. Yes. Totally great. All right, I want to go here. Uh, Al, I do not want to, in the final segment of our show, not one last time rip somebody. Okay. I think it's important for us to remain consistent. All right. And Mike from Voorhees is on. Mike, are you happy with Jonathan Gannon? I am absolutely disgusted. Firstly, that field was no joke, but one team got pressure and the other team didn't. And the team that didn't get pressure was the best defense in the entire league or had 70 sacks. That guy is an idiot. I'm a little upset that the Eagles fan that the Eagles didn't mutiny around this idiot and and show this guy how to play football. Good luck to the Cardinals. I hate that guy. Angelo, All right, Mike, hold one. on, yeah. hold on, because I want to just make sure that uh, this didn't sit well with you either. Yesterday, that horse's ass was doing a news conference after he got a head. He got promoted after blowing the Super Bowl. And then listen to what he said. It was a fun 48 hours, I'll say that, because uh, I enjoyed myself. Have you enjoyed yourself in any of the 48 hours since the Super Bowl, Mike? I have to tell you something. Sadly, unfortunately, yesterday my grandmother passed away. Oh, jeez. Oh, I am more depressed about the Eagles than anything. I've, been, I've had a terrible I just want yeah. to say something. I'm such a huge fan. I just want to say, first time, long time, I'm 36. I started listening as a child. I ended up interview the Howard Stern Show, and all these years later, I'm a little producer at SiriusXM. Oh. I just want to say, the fact the Eagles lost was absolutely spirit-shattering, but something occurred to me as the confetti was falling, and a big smile came across my face. That for your last week in history, the loudest mouth in Philly, you get to bitch about the Eagles losing and get to kill Jonathan Gannon all week. Would you, would we, the fans, want it any other way? Angelo, you are our heart, you are our soul, and thank the sports gods that we got to spend time with you the past 30-plus years. Al, you were the perfect pepper to Angelo's salt. And Rhea, the way you always point out how a dumb thing Angelo says is actually 10 times dumber than we originally thought made this show invaluable to us. Thank you all for doing what you do, and I love you. Thank you, Mike. Screw you, Gannon. Screw you. <laughs> right with my final breakout, I'm still attacking people. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because they deserve it. They oh, deserve it. Only on uh, this radio show could you get someone to say, it was, yeah, it's been terrible. And my grandmother died yesterday. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a weird juxtaposition. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. It happens to you all the time. One of the all-timers. Who we got? Arsenoni. Hi, Arsenoni. Hi, Arsenoni. It's hard to believe that today is the day. It's, it's, I got to tell you something. I never in my wildest dreams could have thought eating a scotch bonnet pepper would change my life. And it did. You, you're, you're a legend in this city and, and it just doesn't happen. You're, you're the Mike Schmidt of radio. Wow. I, I don't, you know, I, uh, I have a hundred stories I could tell because of you. My wife reminded me of one last night when she said, I wanted to stab you when you did play-by-play of my of her birth. <laughs> we, as fate would have it, my son's born at 8 a.m., and that day I called you guys up at 6, and every 10 minutes after that to give updates. And my wife, if she had a scalpel, she would have sliced my throat. She hated me, but I did it. 
that's just one of a hundred stories. You don't realize we become dependent on you. I, I don't think you, you comprehend how important you are to my life. I mean, God, I, I, without you, I wouldn't have made it through a lot of things, man. I mean, after my brain surgery, all I wanted to know was put, put the morning show on. Put the morning. I, I got to listen. It, it was therapeutic for me. I mean, and being our scenario, you, you get, you get, opened a lot of doors for me that ordinarily would not have been, would have happened. I mean, uh, I'm sitting here thinking that it's really, it's really a pleasure to have you as a friend. It is. You, you're a good man, and we are going to miss you. We are. Arnie, oh. thank you, Arnie. You know what? I'm I'm so thrilled you called now because I wanted my last call to be the best I ever had, and you know that's, that's you. That's right. I am the best. I'll brag today. You I'm should. I'm the number one caller. You should, Arnie. I love you, man. Be well. We'll talk sometime. Angelo, I promise. Yep. You, you are the man. Don't ever forget that. You are the man. Thank you, Arnie. All right, now we get to the uh, – I wasn't even going to try this, mm-hmm. and, and I'm going to try to break it up because I want you to hear Joe Conklin's amazing song yes. they put together. But I just uh, – Al, I may need your help here a little All bit. All I only try this because Jim Gardner did this amazing speech when he walked away a couple of months ago, and I went, okay. you know, maybe that'll that's closure for a lot of people. Maybe we should try it. So I'm going to try it. I'm going to start by thanking the people that taught the listeners what sports talk was. And that's Howard Eskin and Steve Fredericks. Al, we were on their shows as guests. This is 40 years ago. Yeah. But those guys cleared cleared the way with great opinions, strong opinions that reflected the passion of the sports fan. 35 years ago, Al Morgani sets up a meeting with Tom Brookshire. And he goes, "Uh, we would like a radio program on the new sports format at WIP. Yeah. Al Morgani had no other plans but that. <laughs> he had nothing. Right, Al? We no, had no experience. I had mustard on my sleeve because I bumped into the hot dog guy. He had mustard <laughs> on his sleeve. Of course. And Al, this is, you're going to learn here how involved Al was in all of this. Yo. Al talked Brookie into giving us a show. Mm-hmm. We met him on a Friday. We started the show on a Monday. No host. Yeah, talk we just about went it. it was awful. <laughs> Told Ed it, Snyder he had to do this. Yes, I think it, yeah, is that what it was? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> anyway. We, he hung in there all those years, and I am more in awe now of Brookie, who has passed on, than I was in the two years I worked together, because his work ethic was spectacular. He was just, Tom Brookshire was a winner mm-hmm. in every single thing he did, and I will never forget what he did for us. And then they brought on Tony Bruno. Tony Bruno. Remember him, Al? Yep. Uh, he was late Tony, a lot. Right. He was late a lot, and there were a lot of things about him that were quirky. But here's what he taught us. He taught us, if you're going to perform on radio, you've got to amplify your character a little bit. You've got to make it more fun, more interesting. Tony is an icon in radio because mm-hmm. he taught you that, Al, and I think I picked the lesson up even more than you did. He was just amazing. Uh-huh. Al, I'm now going to talk about somebody I hated, Tom hmm. Bigby, our yeah. program director. Yeah. He had to deal with people who had no idea how to do radio. <laughs> And Tom, Tom Bigby was mean, he was a bully, yeah. he was tough on us, and it got so bad for me that once I got leverage, my fantastic agent, Steve Mountain, mm-hmm. got put in my contract 
that he couldn't talk to me if I didn't want him to. Yeah, Bigby was so out. So he yelled at me instead. I know he did. <laughs> but uh, Al, Tom Bigby did teach us right. how to do radio. And he had one request for me. What is he that? said, when you have a retirement party, I would like to be there. There you go. He did not, he did not survive that. He has passed on. Yeah. And I did not have a party. <laughs> but I do want to, I, I, if I did not acknowledge how much he taught us, I wouldn't be fair. Yeah. He was great, yep. even though we really hated him. <laughs> uh, all the other management people, I can't go through all of them. They all had an impact on what we did. But the people that had the highest standards and were the best to work for are the ones right now. David Field, the owner, David Yagaroff, and D Rod Lakin. Those are our mm -hmm. bosses. Their standards were higher than anyone before them. But I will include Spike Eska because he was also part of it yes. when things really got easier for us to work. I will say, I feel now as I look back that I was kind of a jerk, right? <laughs> I was obnoxious to a lot of people because I was so committed to do the best show we could. Mm -hmm. Some took it well. Some didn't. I'm not apologizing, but I am acknowledging it. I should have been nicer about that. There are so many hosts that I want to acknowledge who helped us to do this job. After Brookie, Al, Bill Campbell. How great was Bill? Bill was a master. Every single thing Bill did in broadcasting, he did at a level of excellence second to none. And I watched the way he prepared, and I saw it, and I took something from that. Glenn Mack now comes from us in newspapers. Glenn Mack now stayed a journalist more than any of us who crossed over from journalism. Mm -hmm. And then they paired him with Ray Didiger. Wow. Ray still and always will be the last and best word mm -hmm. on most sports topics. Mike Missinelli, bombastic, sarcastic. You had to hear him every day. He deserved a better uh, goodbye in broadcasting that they gave at that other station. Shame mm -hmm. on you. I don't care. I'll say whatever I want. G. Cobell crossed over. I covered him in the locker rooms, and he always gave me the best quotes. G to this day, all these years later, whenever I said I need somebody who's great on football radio, who'd I ask for? G. Cobb. He was the best. Politician, too. <laughs> and finally, Big Daddy Graham. Um, Big Daddy had the best overnight show in the history of Philadelphia because it was him. Loud. Fun. Totally unpredictable. I would drive in, and I would get the topics that we would use from listening to Big Daddy. He was always a legend, and what he left behind was more than just a legacy. He left behind Ava Graham. <laughs> and and um, she embodies his zest for life, and she is, at her young age, the assistant program director at WIP. What a gift. We got two for the price of one. Both spectacular. We'll never forget them. I'm sorry I didn't mention the others. You were all important. It was an honor to work with every one of you. You may notice I have not named one sports hero. You know why? Here's the real secret of how we succeeded. The players, the owners, the managers, the coaches, they were never integral to the success of WIP. How they felt about us never mattered. All that mattered was you. If you like what you were hearing, you would keep listening. We would stay in business. We would grow an audience. The only people that mattered were the people listening and calling into our show. And I just want to acknowledge that um, we had some interns here that we cannot ignore. Oh, yeah. Because some of them became far greater successes than we ever did. <laughs> yep. 
Al Colleen Wolf. Yep, terrific. You're fired. She's a <laughs> she's a host at NFL yep. Network. Uh, we had our Mike Garofalo Mike before. Garofalo, uh, yeah. Zach Gelb, part of now yeah, CBS Sports, Radio. Yeah. Tremendous. Kyle Newback yep. is the best basketball analyst in this city at Philly Voice. David Uram. Uram. KYW. Yes. Al, how about that nut, <laughs> Al Harpo Petit? He was great. Dan Donnelly, put down the donuts. We're in crisis. Running in the fish market Steiner, in Medford. Steiner and all those other people. I saw Steiner that the other night. Yep. You did, Sam? He was at the sports writer's thing. He's still kind of weird, Got the big right? voice. He's weird. He's a weird kid. Uh, but the real, the real superstars on our show were um, the calls and the listeners. Yep. And... 40 years ago, I came to this city, and they embraced me, and they took me in when I was a writer, and they reacted to what I wrote, and then they gave me a chance to go to radio, and they ended up giving me a better job than I ever could have imagined. And um, I, I now I have to acknowledge somebody who understands how to get you to appeal to people, and that's Cindy Webster. Mm -hmm. And Cindy Webster is the best PR person I ever worked with in my life, and um, all I could say about her is when we brought her back, Mm -hmm. for the last 14 months. She was even better than she was before she was let go the first time. Cindy, you're the best. You have created the image for WIP that every one of us hoped we could do but couldn't because we had no people skills. <laughs> I mean it, none. And I, I just want to thank you for all that you brought to us. Joe Wechter. All right. Uh, Joe is a grumpy man, all right? But every time we needed to find the right sound, had the best sound effects. He whispered the greatest lines Jonesy ever That's made. That's right. Jonesy had like six that he had memorized, <laughs> but the rest were Joe's. And he did them perfectly. <laughs> and he's staying with the new yes, show he is. for a reason. Because he's like the greatest pr producer in the history of radio. Yes. And we were lucky enough Great to timing. have him. for a long He's been here longer than us. Oh, yeah. He's been here like 38 years. Yeah. <laughs> I'll admit, he looks like crap. But <laughs> You can't have everything. <laughs> and then I get to I get to Joe Conklin. And I'm going to just tell you, he literally is the man of a thousand voices. I love 999 of them. <laughs> I could have done without Carmen. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Joe, but here's what Joe did that you can't really program. And that is creating what they call moments. Yeah. Things on a show that everybody will talk about. And if, if you have not heard his goodbye song, let me take a tiny break here so you can hear it, because this encapsulates 33 years here at WIP. That's right, I started as a journalist, morphed into antagonist, 33 years of being pissed. Farewell. Pulitzer nominee, woohoo! 
Looking for my nigga Big room, super fan, bitchy poo, Bill and Stan Sticking rap, blow call, rock this up a Super Bowl Yell and scream, kick and shout, this is how I'm going out It's the end of my show and I know it It's the end of my life as I know it I'm gonna count all my money, don't you know it And I feel fine Oh, Bentley, come here, boy You're a good boy, come on up, Bentley Joe, I want to personally thank you for all the amazing stuff you did you're unscripted thank you joe you're amazing we're all riding your coattails Ainsley. thank Appreciate you it. <laughs> joe conklin and, and can you put carmen to rest now is that the end of him break, break, break. <laughs> um right. you, you're a <laughs> now we're down to we're down to the end here and i just uh now it's time to talk about you know al on the year kind of a minimalist mm-hmm. here's all al did he he got us into radio I wasn't going into radio. I wouldn't have ever been into radio without Al. Blame me. And it was part of the fact, Al, you were just looking for a little extra revenue. It yeah. wasn't really, there wasn't a lot of thought to trying to get into radio. It's basically America. Yeah, that's what he was doing. <laughs> and then he got us the job here. And then all he did after that was come up with the biggest radio promotion in the history of radio, and that is Wingball. And he did it for 26 years, all right? Every important decision we had to make about this show over the past three decades Usually it was Al's final decision. Did we not, Rhea? No doubt. We always deferred to you, Al. You're always the one. 27 years ago, I was ready to bolt for Boston. Mm -hmm. We had a good job offer. I wanted to go. You know why we stayed for 33 years? Because Al wouldn't go. And you love Boston way more than than I ever did. Yeah, that's true. But you said it won't work. No, it wouldn't have. (laughs) (laughs) So we didn't go to Boston. Al... I never met anyone like you. I'm sure I never will again. No. Thank you. No, buddy. No problem. Thank you. Everything's cool. I, he's, I, I wish you could see how awkward he is right now. <laughs> Crazy. All right. And, and then, then we got Rhea. Are we done? Right. <laughs> no, I got I to gotta talk about Rhea because from the day she got here, she made every one of us better. You hear around here, she's a pistol, right? She's even more important off the air. She books the show. She scours the internet for breaking news on every show, every minute, the whole time. And Rhea Hughes, the whole time she's been here, has done the heavy lifting. In the past few years, the heavy lifting is me, all right? Because here's what you don't know. Since even before the pandemic, I relied on Rhea Hughes to hide my skills that were diminishing, my memory, which is faltering, and my fatigue, which got to the point where I, I could not possibly do five of these a week. Rhea, you were there every step of the way. She's staying on this morning show for a very good reason. She's been the backbone of this morning show for a long time now. Rhea, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And when I took over after Brookie left, everybody said to me, you know, you're doomed now. He's a legend. Nobody can follow you. And now some people are saying that to Joe and John and James, the next show. Don't believe a word of it, all right? Because they are going to continue with Rhea and Wechter, the tradition that Brookie started here in 1988. And it's for them, just give them the same opportunity you gave us. Offer them the same loyalty, and they're going to build on it the same way we did. They will be terrific here, and they will be successful the way we were. And finally, my wife, Gail. She made the last 25 years of my life a joy. 
on good days or bad, and most here at WIP were good ones. But she was there to listen when I got home. She calmed me down when I got crazy. She picked me up when I fell down. And her speech here a few weeks ago when she talked about the sacrifice of doing this job, that is the single greatest moment of my radio career. I mocked every athlete who said this when they retired, and I'm going to close by saying it myself. It's time for me to go, Philadelphia. I need to spend more time with my family. Jeez. Oh, Thank you for the best 33 years of my life. Our studio assistant today was Dan Wilson. New assistant brand manager, Ava Graham. Mm-hmm. Special contributions, John Johnson. Joe Conklin for tickets. Go to joeconklin.com. He wants to make sure I get that in. <laughs> Clifford Lentz, our NASA correspondent, our consultant, the amazing Cindy Webster, and our producer, Joseph Frey, Director <laughs> Jr. And now we're going to end the way we did the first 10 years of our show. Okay. Thank you all for an amazing run. Bye. Goodbye. It's all over. It's all over. It's all over. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.